Too late. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 80 of the No Podcast. We are No Outside Food or Drink, the Southeast premiere video game podcast. Seth, are you shaking your head? What did I mess up? I'm good. Keep going. I'm just adjusting myself. Perfect. <laughs> no, you got to remember the cameras uh, on my end is on the, it's the iPad, so it's lower left. Okay. So you, you just don't look at my cues at all. Okay. We're, we try to read you about talking so we don't trip all over each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm going to try my best, but me looking at y'all makes me look like I'm looking at something else. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Cesar's joining us from space, but tonight we were discussing the Nintendo Direct from last Wednesday. Nintendo has since teased a new weird accessory. Days Gone is getting a new Game Plus. Ikumi Nakamura is leaving Tango Softworks, the hit of E3. And uh, Reggie Fisame is coming back in the classroom. I'm Richard Bergman, joined tonight by Cesar Concepcion II. What is up? And Michael McLeod. It's me. What's up, guys? I'm here. 80 episodes. How does it feel? It feels like 80 episodes. It feels like the first time? It feels like... The very first time. About <laughs> six, 65 episodes, probably, for me. 65? You That's, think you've missed that many? Mm, I don't know. I don't. I would have to go back and count, but I don't think so. Would you say you've missed 64 episodes? I might. Cesar, did you see our matching attire? I did. I just chose a Norton dress. <laughs> We accidentally matched t-shirts last week, and we decided to coordinate this week, knowing, knowing we would be on camera. So I thought you were messing with me. When you said N64, I was like, okay. I was already wearing an N64 shirt. That's the thing. That's why I said that, because I was already wearing this shirt. You wore that game hunting? Yeah. Well, I didn't intend to go game hunting. Please, get out of here. I if intended to go, go somewhere. I intended to go room divider hunting, which I didn't even find. What the hell is that? A room divider? What does that do? It divides a room. Do we need one in here? I mean, if you want to divide the room... That is my room divider. No, it, it's... Uh, you ever seen those things that people... Uh, in, like, old movies that... Uh, For, like, changing and stuff? Like, yeah. they change behind them? Yeah, but, I mean, you can use it to divide rooms up, too. So what are you trying to divide? So, you know, like, that opening into the game room? Yes. Yeah, I want to put something there. So okay. If I get a new critter, I want to keep him out of the game room. Okay. You're just you're trying to use it as a door, basically, not to really. Yeah, but I don't want to make a whole new door. I just want to have something there. I see what you're saying. Yeah. You couldn't find anything today. Uh, I found one, but it looked like booty hole. So it looked like it belonged in one of those old movies. Yeah, it was not good. So yeah, I bought games instead and lawn equipment. What'd you find? Pac-Man game, World Two, Eve of Extinction, and that downhill domination. So what is Eve of Extinction? I thought I saw it. I thought it was that one I saw in the Metal Jesus video. I don't know, maybe it, it looks did. Metal Gearish, but when I said that Metal Gear type game, you're like, nah, not that. There's no mechs in it, to it's my kind knowledge. Of, it, it looks like a third person action, like a siphon filter almost. Yeah, it is, but you have a. I don't know what it's exactly called, but it's like a. Um, you have a lightsaber. That's not what I'm thinking of. It's then, straight up a lightsaber. So, did you play that at all? A long time ago, it's a Yuki's game. It's a beat em up. Yeah, it's a it's beat em up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What the hell am I thinking of? Uh, I yeah. don't know what you're thinking of. It reminds me like the the bouncer and those 3D beat, beat em up type things. It's not a terribly good game, but it's it's not bad. No, I enjoyed it. What I played of it. Nope, this is not at all what I was thinking of. It's a Yuki game. Yukes. Aren't they the wrestling people? There you go. Uh, they used to be the wrestling people. We never talked about that story. Remember, they got kicked off this year. What was that news then? Uh, the, they announced that Yuki's was not doing the this year's WWE game, and, and it was going to be all done internally at Visual Concepts. They were no longer on the project, and they're not making any more WWE games. Huh. 
No more WWE games ever? Yeah, that was announced a couple weeks back. Okay. Remember that all that it was that all that hoopla when they were gonna do their own independent wrestling game or some some other game. Okay, they weren't behind Fire Pro, were they? That's a whole another group. Yeah, they're not Fire Pro. I think somebody internally in Spike Chunsoft. Got you. Okay, the game I'm thinking of is Extermination. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I was thinking yeah. of. No, yeah, this is a oh, third person action snow game. game. Yeah, you have a lightsaber. Essentially, the weapon can change into like a staff or different things but that's primarily you have a lightsaber that looks pretty good though it's okay that's when i was like oh god you found it for six bucks that's not bad because every time i see this is like 12 to 15 mm-hmm. um michael and i were discussing toko bot earlier i got the ps2 one in this is some shit i've never heard of in my life that sounded awful i did sound awful michael had never heard of the toko bot series yeah, it was uh, they came out on PSP and then they came out with a plus format on PS2. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he told me all this stuff and showed it to me and I'm just like, you I know, just I just missed this somehow. I guess so. you know how we mention stuff every once in a while and like discover new things. Yeah, that was new to me. So yeah, my my venture yesterday was uh, since we couldn't play Gears, I I downloaded a video game, uh, like a database app. On yeah. My phone. Yeah. And I went through and scanned all my PS4 games. Okay. That took me all night. Well, what are you so. using? Hmm? What what uh, software are you using? Because um, I have one of mine, too. I'm wondering if we're using the same thing. Probably. The best I one think... I found for iOS was called GameEye, but I never got very far into it. Mine just says, uh, it's called Sorted Apps. Okay. Sorted Apps? Yeah, I don't have that one. Was it expensive? Uh, Well, that's how they get you after, like... 10 scans it's like hey you gotta upgrade the pro yeah good thing you only so, have nine ps4 games <laughs> yep thank yeah, god i did it from this week uh well i did all my ps4 yesterday so i'm done nice so i got all my physical ones out there i stopped at uh 731 oh my Jesus. wow yep you're beating me i got 126 on according to mine so you have 731 titles stacked up in there yeah Jesus. <laughs> okay, there's four versions of Battlefield 1 on there. That doesn't count. <laughs> I wish there was. I got uh, Battlefield Uno, Battlefield Hardline, Hardline, Battlefield Cinco. There's only three. And Battleborn. How many? And, and Battlezone. That's all the battles. How many saw. NTSC PS4 games are there? And Battle Gregia and Battle Chaser. Battle Chaser? That's what you saw. There. I have seven different games with Battle on it. You're missing Season 2 of Batman. Battleman. Um, if it was Battleman, he would have it. Unless it's under something different, like Telltale or something. Telltale presents Battleman 2. Okay. There it is. Yep. Does it uh, throw the import stuff in there pretty easy? Uh, yeah. That's good. And limited run and all that? Uh, yeah, no issues on the limited run stuff. It picks them all up. I think hmm. uh, whatever it doesn't see, you can, um, you can take a picture of it yourself and yep. add all the information. Okay. Yeah, whenever I import something, I usually have to add it into... I use this thing called uh, CLZ Games, and I have to... I usually have to add in an import. So that's where I'm not finding it. What was the name of that again? Uh, sort It. Sort It. Yeah, it's like... It's sorted apps. It's like a whole uh, suite. Uh, you can do books. You can do CDs. You can do movies. I'm putting my books and movies on there also as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you what, can do any type of media stuff. What's the you cost? You Sorry. You can do guns, you can do knives, you can do everything. <laughs> Toenail clippings. All right. You, you um, had me interested, but now it's a, a definite purchase now that I can categorize all my knives in there. Yep. 
Uh, ten bucks. It's, it it asks you to upgrade to Pro. Yeah. For ten bucks. Does it export to uh, Excel and all that stuff? Uh, I haven't gone that far with the options yet because you can. What I've seen, what it can do is, let's see. Or a, what is it? A CSV file? Well, I think it's proprietary because, like, I break it down now. It's just showing oh, everything yeah. on the shelf. I've seen that before. I think it was on a Metal Jesus did something on that. Oh, it's cool. Point. Yeah, right. for, I've seen uh, that. For our audio listeners, that's our showing us the. Um, he's showing us the app and the games are all in a, like a library shelf type yeah, format. I've seen that before. I thought about getting that one as well. We'll have to check that out. What were you using? Yeah. This is CLZ. It's on Android and uh, iOS. That's primarily why I went with it to start off with. The one I had. That one probably forever. is now, but it wasn't at the time. I think uh, listener Brant told me about this one, GameEye, that I was using. But I started with I started with GameCube, and it seems like all the GameCube games I have are pre either pre owned or they were like the the retail SKUs where they clip the the circle mm -hmm. out of the barcode. Yeah. You know, like a manager copy or whatever. And I was so aggravated. Like, I thought I could just pull it, scan it, pull it, scan it, pull it, scan it. That's probably what you did, right, Cesar? Yeah, because I had all those bastard uh, UPCs on there, so. Yeah, mine had, like, the GameStop stickers and all that. So I have to, mm -hmm. take, the, I have to take the case, open it, pull yeah. the, slide the thing out. You can't it, just it. add it in manually? Uh, or would that be slower? It was sl way slower than doing that. Because this is pretty, that just threw off this my is pretty good, like, if I want to add, like, um. What was that one called? CLZ. If I want to add CLZ. like Pac-Man versus, like it pulls it up pretty quickly. Okay. Right There's the combo skew. Did yeah. yours come with Pac-Man versus? No, but I have Pac-Man versus already. So, so are you down so, to uh, streams and Pac-Man versus? Uh, we can. Oh, there he is. Yeah, bulk camera scan. What does that do? Just keep it up? It keeps it up, and I just sat there and scanned like 100 at once. I just nice. go down the list and was like, bro, 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 bro. Awesome. That's yeah. helpful. That's what sold it. That's what, when I was able to do that. That's why I was like, yeah, I'll pay ten dollars. Mm -hmm. Here's the one I was using on on um, that game I thing. It's mm -hmm. because you can list like, you can list box, uh, complete inbox. Yeah. Oh, where's that it, feedback coming I don't from? Know. Oh, it's bad. That's usually. I mean, it tells you on that too. Oh yeah, yeah. Cesar, yeah. so, does yours do that? Like value and it does it list whether you have it complete in box, all that kind of stuff. Negative. Mine is. Let's see. If I click on the Days Gone one, uh, it gives me the IGN score, release date, developer. Oh, that's nice. Uh, number of players, country of purchase, uh, um, media type, game mode. If it's single player, multiplayer. Oh, cool. There's special editions. There's discs that the packaging includes a booklet, or if it's a digi book. Uh, it, yeah, you know what? It does take that. If I go down to the bottom, there's a personal section that says quantity, so I can find multiple copies i can put um multiples okay if i loan it to somebody i can actually put it who i loan to purchase price purchase date value on ebay is one of them so if i click on value on ebay it is taking me to the ebay page and it's showing me the value on ebay oh, that's it's awesome. there that is helpful days, days gone 40 uh 45.99 brand new 13.50 pre-owned I like how you used uh, Days Gone as the example. That just happened to be the one right there. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right, uh, listeners, there's your recommendations. <laughs> your official no podcast endorsed. Exactly. Thank you to our sponsors. Um, CLZ Games and uh, Game Eye. All these other, <laughs> yeah, all these other and ones. And snap it, Cesar. Snag it. Sort it. Slap it. Sort it. Pop sort it. it. It's Twist called it. Sort It Out. <laughs> sort It Out. 
Yeah, uh, what you just said was just kind of like Boffitt. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's where Michael took it. All right, guys. We've uh, rambled through that enough. All right, good job. Thank you, collectors. This fucking Harry Potter's going for there was a Nintendo Direct. I think that's the biggest bit of news. Yeah. You want to dive into that? There was a Direct. So we're taking this from Kotaku. Chris Kohler put together a pretty good list. I don't think he missed much of the one-off stuff. Did he put it in order? Um, Last time he didn't put it in order. Did they start with the that Super bitch. Nintendo Switch Online stuff? No, they started with Overwatch. Okay, it's not in order. <laughs> Do we want to go to the bottom and see if that's in the right order? I don't know. Maybe that's what it was last time? It doesn't really matter. Yeah, this is not the order. Not the order. Oh, I forgot about that Damon X Machina demo. All right, I'm glad we read this. Damon X demo. Um, okay, so... Demo X Machina. They let off with... Are we just going to skip to that <laughs> part of the news? <laughs> Overwatch is coming to Switch. Huzzah! The Direct Cold opened with an Overwatch trailer which promised new ways to play like Gyro Controls, October 15th, 2019. Gyro Controls? Gyro Controls? Gyro Controls? Gyro Controls. So that's our what's your vote. You're the tiebreaker. Yep. Uh, the one that comes with the Gyro sandwich. Yes. <laughs> He's going to use the lamb-infused one. Gyro Controls. Uh, I'm, I'm not skipping around. I'm not going to figure out what the right order is. Okay. Uh, Super Nintendo games are now... They announced it was coming the next day, and they're already out as you guys are listening to this. So we've been clamoring for a while now about Super Nintendo games on Switch Online. I think we knew a lot about this stuff. Like, we, we mentioned this, the SNES games. We mentioned Overwatch. A lot of that stuff kind of came to fruition. Yeah. We all knew Fire I mean, A lot of this stuff kind of kind of leaked-ish, you know, in one form or the other. Not necessarily the thing, but, like, the controllers for this got, you know, we saw the patents and we saw that case for Overwatch. We all knew Tokyo Mirage Sessions was going to get ported. I mean, this is all stuff we knew coming into it. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> Not at all. Okay. Exactly. The, the one game that we all needed from the Wii U outside of maybe like five more that's left. I'd say are there's... We, are we going to do that list again? I, I need time to compile that list, but yeah. Paper Mario is the only thing they... Were, Paper Mario. Alright, I'm, I'm pulling up the, the, the app that was forementioned. So. Uh, <laughs> Pigman 3. Bop it. Pigman 3. Alright. 3D all right. World. Here we go. Here we go. We have three of them. Alright. So I'm pulling, it, I'm pulling it up here. Uh, Devil's Third, why not? Let's do it. No. <laughs> Michael, stop. You just killed it. Game and Wario, no. you, you cannot the, the do dead, Game and Wario. Game and Wario can't be done without the pad? Can't be done without the pad, to my, unless you're very creative. Uh, Wind Waker and Twilight Princess. Ooh, Need big both ones. Of those. Uh, da, 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 da. I'm going through, I'm going through. Uh, Nintendo Land can't be done. Paper Mario Color Splash, you already said. Pikmin 3, you said... Um, Tokyo Sonic, Mirage Sessions? Sonic Lost World, I think, is an okay Sonic game. And really? Yeah. It's got a Zelda level in it. It's on PC and stuff, though, right? Like, it's not stuck on Wii U? What? It's so, on PC, right, Cesar? Lost World? Lost World is only on Wii U and 3DS. It's, uh, I have one of them on, on PC. It's on PC, you just don't get the Zelda level. Yeah. Zelda level is exclusive to the Wii U. <laughs> I didn't know it was on... I wonder on, why. I did not know it was on PC. It's on PC? Uh, let's see. Star Fox Zero. They could improve. <laughs> Super Mario 3D World. Alright, so it literally is five games. And two of them are Zelda games. Xenoblade Chronicles X. Ah, that's another big one. Which and is definitely coming out. A good version of Yoshi's Woolly World. That's okay. Not, not the 3DS version would be great okay. too. So uh, Super Nintendo Online is coming if you have a Nintendo Online. And I highly recommend getting the physical copy of Tetris 99 because I think it's 30 bucks and it comes with a year of Nintendo Online if you don't already have it. It does. So I that's a pretty renew. good... Did y'all all get an email saying that your your account was going to be charged for Nintendo Online, but the date is like 2020? 
Nah, I didn't pay attention. I got an auto-renew notice, and I was like, what the fuck? And I looked at the email, and it says uh, whatever the date is in 2020, because I, I got that free Twitch Prime year. Oh, yeah, yeah, what did, yeah. When did you get the email? Uh, Maybe a week ago, two weeks ago. Mm, I don't think I got one. It just, that or I just casually ignored it. It was warning me. It said your Nintendo Online subscription is about to end, and it said uh, it will auto-renew on September 15th, 2020, or something like that. Uh, probably with them, where I'd probably saw it, and I was just like, oh, whatever. Yeah. You, you know you're good. Yeah, I didn't really pay attention to it. Yeah. Your email's from the future. Basically. All right, so these Super Nintendo games, uh, we're going to read these 20. It's not too long. Brawl Brothers, Demon's Crest, Joe and Mac 2, Lost in the Tropics, Kirby's Dream Land 3, Star Fox, Super EDF, Super Mario Kart, Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island, Super Puyo Pop 2, Puyo Puyo 2, I'm sorry, Super Tennis, Cesar, it's time. We can play online with induced lag. I don't, I will <laughs> never understand that game. People rave it's about like, it, man. I don't get it, like Super Soccer, I don't understand it. What day is 9-9? Monday. I wish we could all get together and play virtual tennis on Dreamcast Day. Mm. Um, Breath of Fire, F-Zero, Kirby's Dream Course, which says our beat this weekend. Pilot Wings, Stunt Race FX, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, Super Mario World, Super Metroid, Super Soccer, and The Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past. Some damn good titles in those 20 games. Some super games in there. Oh, good yeah. job, Michael. Oh, there we go. There's one, two, super. three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's ah. nine super games. <laughs> I was saying most of them are supers. No Super Castlevania. Not yet. But maybe we'll get them next month when the traditional monthly Super Nintendo games roll around. Mm. They already you know, said they're not going to do that. Let's, right? not, let's not discuss it. Let's just keep going. That was my let's segue. What? That was my segue. Nope. That we have a live update on air. Nothing? About the... About the no monthly updates? Yes. They have since said that uh, they will cease the monthly updates, mm -hmm. as it were, and just mm -hmm. kind of the way Cesar put it when we were talking about it in pre-production is like batch release on like the uh, the backwards compatible games from Xbox. Yeah. That's fine. I'm fine, too. I'm fine with that. In, in my opinion, you have the finest three Super Nintendo games out here already. In Super Tennis, Star Fox, and Breath of Fire. Breath of Fire is one of my favorites. It's up there. I prefer Breath of Fire 2, though. Actually, out of all the Breath of Fire games, Breath of Fire 1 is the only one I've beaten. Really? Mm-hmm. I was actually introduced to a lot of these through the Game Boy Advance. Me and Michael were talking about that before the show. Like, Link to the Past, the first place I beat that was on GBA. Yeah, the Breath of Fire I beat was GBA. Yeah. I actually played it in class in high school. That's even better. Mm-hmm. He learned. Uh, is there anything missing from this list that you guys, like, absolutely are knocking down the house trying to get a hold of? Chrono Trigger? Yeah, I think we have, us in particular, we have these options to play these games. So This is a great bit of games to have, though, right? Yeah, definitely. Super Mario Kart, Mario World 2. The three games I was alluding to are Link to the Past, Metroid, and Super Mario World. Do you agree, Susser? Yeah. I think, yeah. I think a big thing on that list was Stunt Race FX, which uh, Kotaku goes on to note has never come out before. Outside of Super Nintendo, no virtual console, no 3DS port, nothing like that. Never came out yeah. ever. I've never seen it. Is that the it's one? Got that a, we, now, we were talking about this at one point, yeah. I remember. Yeah, it's got a good American uh, box art on that uh, shop, though. On Stunt Race FX? Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to look at it. I didn't, I didn't notice it. It's weird, because I think the Poyo Poyo one is straight Japanese. It's super Fancom box it art, is. but that... Uh, That's cool. Stunt Cart was, uh, it looks like it came out in America. I need to, uh, we need to hook up, remember that, we did, we went off on a tangent looking at Super Famicom games, and we found that uh, Mode 7 racer, 
and I bought that Super Famicom game. We need to play that. That real advanced 3D looking Mode 7 game. Yeah. It was like, I want to say it was like Micro Machine something, but it wasn't that license. It was a Nintendo game. Anyways, moving along. They also announced uh, Super Nintendo controllers for $30 a piece, and those will be available at some time in the future for Switch Online members only. The The Nintendo controllers were a two-pack, right? Correct. And this is this is just one a piece for 30 bucks. Yeah, but this doesn't have that guardrail where you have to dock it to the console. Oh, it didn't have that on there? I didn't notice that. Yeah, yeah the NES no. controllers would slide USB-C on there. USB-C on the top. Oh, cool. That's kind of more convincing. Yeah. Hmm. I'm more interested now. Uh, next up in news... Um, next up in the Nintendo Direct. In the Nintendo Direct, which is yeah. a shit ton of news. Uh, Terry Bogard from Final Final Fatal Fury. Final Fantasy. Fatal Fury is coming to Smash Ultimate, and even more DLC characters are on the way. Final Fantasy Fury. I, like I, thought, I thought you said Terry Bradshaw for a second. There you go. I've always said Terry Bogart, so I learned something today. There it's Bogard. Uh, the Neo Geo Hero. Well, we already knew this was an SNK character from that, uh, what did they do, the uh, copyright thing at the bottom of their unannounced thing? They did. Did we hypothesize on this last week? I think it came out after the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, it was after and before the direct, so. I think you're right. Before we recorded again. I was hoping we were going to get the, uh, the homeless man from Metal Slugs, that's our, the one that we, <laughs> the one that we ran into, the cosplayer. Who was that? Thank you, still, that he, guy? Yes. Okay. We ran He's in, still out there in the street. Well, thank you, dude. We ran into him in Atlanta, and it wasn't a cosplay. He was just <laughs> randomly. <laughs> and he was, you know, he lift up the thing to give you the weapon. He was lifting it up, trying to check something out. So he was, right. he was right up there by the co- College Football Hall of Fame. <laughs> he was, uh, he was checking his privates. <laughs> awesome. I'll never forget that. Where were we going? That was that PlayStation Indie, uh, the Indie Mega show, right? Yeah, we were uh, going, we were walking to Twin Smokers. We were going to the barbecue place, yeah. Yep. All right, are we excited about Terry Bogard? Are we big Neo Geo Fatal Fury fans? I'm pretty excited about this, personally. I mean, I'm excited uh, about Smash Brothers in general. So. You were I have been known to be a connoisseur of the King of Fighters. Cool. And uh, part of the announcement was Banjo-Kazooie will be available as of the recording. And yep. Michael has played with them. Yes, I have. You played with the banjo and you played the kazooie at I the did. same time. Yep, I'm multi-talented like that. You'll have to tell us how they play in the Games Played section, listeners. Yep. Stay tuned. Which I don't think I wrote down. Oh, no, I did. Yeah, I did. As we alluded to, Tokyo Mirage Sessions FE Encore is headed to Switch on January 17th. Mm-hmm. The Switch version will include new story elements, a new song, new characters... Um, Chris Kohler goes on to note, not many Wii U games to go before the whole library is on Switch. I wonder if this is going to be uncensored. <laughs> There's a lot of censoredness in that so uh, I didn't, version. I so. didn't know the whole censorship drama the last time the game came out, but I found the Vagina Bones uh, tweet, and I was <laughs> rolling in the floor laughing. Do y'all know the, the meme that I'm talking about? I do not know what you're talking about. So, sir, have you seen that? Long time ago. So the character they're talking about, she has in the Japanese version, she has cleavage, and then she has like the the V right there at the at the hip and the lower abdomen. And this person's comment says, "Look, not only did they block out the cleavage because they put a T-shirt on her, like a crop top type thing." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, um, I'm aware. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, not only did they cut out the cleavage, but they also censored her vagina bones. Is <laughs> what they called gotcha. it. <laughs> Uh, and then somebody, when I found that original tweet, somebody's first comment under that was like, remember people, this website is free. <laughs> Twitter.com, this is free entertainment for the vagina bones. <laughs> yep, Twitter's the best. I have to retweet that, that's pretty good. Uh, do you guys have any experience with Tokyo Mirage Sessions FE? 
Sharp Effie. You're skipping that. Sharp Effie, I'm idea. sorry. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. Uh, live correction. I have the experience buying it. I have the experience of playing about 20 hours of it. So, Ooh, yeah. what were your thoughts? I liked it a lot, are actually. You, are you going to double I never, dip? I never finished it, so I'll definitely get it again. You're going to double dip on January 17th, 2020? If that's when it comes out. That's the announced release date. Yeah, that's oh. when I'll do it. Yep. Yeah, he'll be there. I bought the collector's edition immediately, and uh, yeah. Speaking of last-gen games nobody bought, Swery's Deadly Premonition is coming out on Switch. It's live now, and it is also getting a sequel in 2020. I bought that game as well. Does everyone love uh, Deadly Premonition on the show? Uh, oddly enough, I own a copy on every console and PC. I own the PS3 one, the Xbox one, yeah. And I don't have a PC one, but I've never beaten the game. I always hear it's a cult classic. I do yeah. not have any experience with it. I've played it. I haven't beaten it. Yeah, it's like a, it's a very uh, twin peakish. Bad idea. That was a bad idea. <laughs> what about that seemed like a good thing to do? Uh, but uh, if the listeners want to wait for the physical copy, physical copy comes out in November. Yeah, I saw that as well. Who's releasing that? Is that like a limited run thing, or is that just coming out everywhere? As, uh, Axis. Axis, yeah, whatever, yeah. Through, um, is it going to be available at major retailers, that kind of thing? Um, all website. they said was it was available pre-order off their website, and somebody asked them if it was going to be available anywhere else, and they said yes, but cool. they didn't clarify. Okay. So it may end up being like an Amazon release or something. Yeah. I think the, they alluded that they're also handling the physical release of the second game. Mm. Cool. This is one of those series I think people thought was kind of dead and gone and not going to show up. Yeah, anymore. I was completely shocked when I saw that. I was like, really? Okay, well. This Nintendo Direct was full of all sorts of resurrections oh of franchises. And I can't wait till we get to the part I'm excited about. So. And here it is. <laughs> Assassin's Creed Rebel Collection. That's will not be, it. <laughs> <laughs> will be available December 6th. Uh, it'll contain ports of Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag and Assassin's Creed Rogue. Which I think Rogue was a real good one. I said Rogue. Rogue. Like, what is that? I let them run together. Assassin's Creed yeah. Rogue. People were in shambles when they saw that that uh, double pack was forty dollars. They're like, it's actually it's price. No, so I mean that's twenty reasonable. bucks a game. That's and they're two long games. Twenty dollar games. And I have literally waited for Black Flag on PS4 to drop since launch. It was a launch title, yeah. and it's still it was, expensive. It was my first game. Second hand. Yeah, because the last couple collections have always been like sixty dollars from Play Capcom. Wii U. We use the best version. Speaking of Wii U having the best version, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition is coming in 2020. That's the game you're talking about? No. Oh my god, when are we going to get to it? Although I am super excited about that as well. Because mm -hmm. I, ne I, never, I never finished it, but I got super far into it. Okay, so we have resurrected, personally, on this show we have resurrected franchises. I'm going to go ahead and give this one to Cesar. Xenoblade Chronicle fans, you can thank Cesar. He just started playing this. He's been updating us weekly on his progress mm -hmm. and Fiona's adventures. And the Monado, and now it's come true. So the Monado! <laughs> there we go. So what you're Dun saying ben. is I need to start playing Skyward Sword. Done, bye. Yes. Yeah. And I just bought another copy, so I'll be playing it right there with you. It's a good-ass game. That's part of the reason I'm bringing the TV in. I mean, I mean can you help me move about that? Can you help me move Twilight, Twilight Princess is still in my Wii U. That when I pulled, ejected the disc, that's the disc is still in there. I was like, eh, I'll just leave it in there. Oh, my God. You played that like four years ago. <laughs> yeah. It's been a minute. What's on your Wii U right now? Let's play that. <laughs> okay, I checked both looking for Skyward Sword because I thought it was Skyward Sword when me and Cesar started it. We started it, he fell asleep, and I got the tunic and everything, and I was like, yeah, let's go. And I turned around and he's half asleep. Yeah, I'm fucking old. You were passed out. <laughs> this, you were old like five years ago. Yeah. I'm still old now. <laughs> still it was late. I don't get young after the fact. Like, this was pre podcast. I didn't find days. the fucking fountain youth. I didn't do uh, Ponce de Leon. You were up there with him in Atlanta. You're close. He's got a whole street. Just go digging around and drink the water. 
I'm not. It's not there in Atlanta because they keep calling it pounce. Pound pounce. Pounce. Who yeah. says that? It's like Ponce. Ponce. But they call it pounce. Go down pounce. That's strange. Uh, Michael, this has to be the game you're talking about. Divinity Original Sin 2 Definitive Edition. It's definitely not what I'm talking Which about. Which came out. Either. All right, I'm fucking. <laughs> I have no clue what game you're looking for. Uh, game Freak's Town is now called Little Town Hero, which looks great. This is the uh, Pokemon developer. Music is composed by Undertale creator Toby Fox. Yay! Wait, so he did the music for he did the music for that, and then he wrote music for that character in Smash, right? Yeah, he wrote a character, uh, mm-hmm. what, a track for Sans. Cool. Toby Fox was all over that uh, Nintendo Direct. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Uh, Bethesda is re-releasing Doom 64. Hey, is that hey, it? We finally got there. But I'm excited God about that as well. <laughs> I'm done with news. You can read the rest of it. I'm not reading the rest of it. Oh, I think we're almost there. I, I think we're almost there, okay, too. Okay, all right. We'll skip that part. So we talked about this, uh, This what was it, a, a filing, uh, Peggy 18 and all that kind of stuff for Doom 64 a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is coming to your Nintendo Switch on November 22nd. I'm excited. Were any other platforms announced? I thought there was a follow-up for that one. I think it's coming to other stuff, too. Somebody uh, said, somebody has asked the Doom Twitter account uh, if it's coming on other platforms, and his response was, said, uh, was, that would be nice, and they didn't clarify that. Okay, so it's a, I would definitely take that as a limited window type thing. So I guess since it was released on a Nintendo platform and has been stuck on one for a while, that, that'll just be its, its course for six months or so. I mean, that's what I'm going to buy it on. Probably initially anyway, so yeah, I'm fine with that. That'll be November 22nd. Mm-hmm. Did they put a price on that one? Ten bucks. So that's our, that's my I, guess. You and I played this, what, like a year ago? And we couldn't beat the first level. Like, we just got lost in it. Yeah, because, no, I don't know if we got... Did we get lost, or is this because we we're trying to find all the bullshit secrets? We never beat the first board. I just No, we couldn't, yeah, you're right, because we couldn't get to the end. We got lost. Like we walked everywhere. Yeah, yeah we, we had no clue everywhere. where to go. It's like that map on Gears. I wonder if you if you ended up doing that part on Gears. It glitched out on us, and I couldn't get through a wall. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah, exactly. We we'll could be playing. We could be playing Gears Cinco right now. No, Xbox Live is probably still down. No, it's up again. But yeah, I got Gears Cinco de Mayo. All right, we're gonna skip on Star Wars Jedi Knight. Nobody's interested in that. <laughs> Super Kirby. Cl- <laughs> All right, Michael, your Star Wars Jedi Knight series is coming out on Switch. I'm super excited. And PS4, they confirmed. Yes, I did see that. Mm. Annoyingly, not Xbox, because that's the only game that you can't play on Xbox One. On the backwards from, compatible from stuff. that generation, that Star Wars game. So that's but, weird. Why yeah, that is that? super freaking weird. So, uh, I, and they also said Jedi Academy is also coming out on uh, PS4 and Switch. So where are these in the lore? Like, are they are they one and two? Or They're what is non-canonical. This? That uh, actually, you know, we were talking about this last week. With your Need for Speed bullshit. Or it's, uh, Need for Speed, Hot <laughs> why Pursuit. Is it, why is it bullshit? Oh, Need for okay, Speed okay. 3, Hot Pursuit, you. Need for Speed, Hot Pursuit 2. So I got you. This is uh, Dark Forces 3, Jedi Knight 2, which Dark Forces 2 is Jedi Knight. Okay, I got so, you. And then Jedi Knight 3 is Jedi Academy. So, yeah. I'm up to speed. <laughs> All right, so that's coming to Switch on September 24th, and that's so I love Star this game. Wars this is... Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Outcast. Yeah, it's the best Star Wars game. Are you excited? I'm very excited. I did not expect to see that, so I was blown away when I saw it. Speaking of the opposite of blown away, Super Kirby Clash is a free-to-play Kirby game. <laughs> wow, for... burn. It's going to suck. No, it's just Kirby joke. As Kirby does. It's a four-player Kirby game with over 100 different quests. You'll fight enemies as a team of four, either locally or online, available now. Uh, Cesar, I saw you downloaded this. Did you try this out? Yeah, I put maybe about like 15 minutes. I think it's the same one on the 3DS. Oh, this is like the, the Clash Royale? Mm-hmm. 100 Kirby's drop onto an island? 
Exactly. <laughs> and you got to murder them all. <laughs> murder the Kirby's. It's a Kirby murder simulator. Kirby murder. Simulator. Speaking of that, and I know we're not really talking about the Japanese direct, but what was that game that pretty much looked like uh, Fort? Not Fortnite. Uh, it looked like PUBG, but with fantasy shit for. Is that the Knife Clash? Clash of Knives or what was Knives that? Out? Yeah, something. That was one of the first PUBG imitation things. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's coming to Switch. It was on the Japanese uh, Direct. Okay, so there was a lot of stuff on that Japanese Direct that we didn't see. Yeah. And we're getting all of it, too, which is weird, but we'll set for the Dragon Quest ones. Cesar, can you look up that stuff so we can go over that I think stuff that too? Dragon Quest eventually finds its way over here. I think the audience is here. It's I, in I, Southeast Asia, so. I don't want to miss that stuff. I'm cool with that, though, as long as it's in English. Uh, yeah, I've been waiting for a while because I think they've been on PS4 for a while, but and they've been yeah. in Southeast Asia, but it's only been in Chinese and Japanese. I've been looking. Mm-hmm. So we do not have those copies of that. Not yet. Huh? Not even that's what I'm saying. Not even on PS4. No. Oh, they're the ones that are. Well, they're like. I feel like that's way old news. Like I thought that was already out. Mm. It must have just been for over there. Nah, it was just on PS4. Switch yeah. was new. I blinked on that one. They're pretty much the mobile phone ports, but better looking. One should hope. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Luigi's Mansion 3 Scream Park mode was announced. It will pit two to eight players against each other in arena-style ghost battles. It's the mode you're going to play once and never play again. You think so? Probably. How does this differ? I didn't watch this part. How did this differ from like the just the multiplayer mansion part? I think this is a competitive thing. And the, the mansion okay. thing is you're working together. This is the four-on-four four thing I read about? Mm, yeah, I believe so. Okay. You try to vacuum the most stuff, I'm guessing? Yeah. Alright, that doesn't sound like fun. It sounds like fun once. Pokemon Sword and Shield got new features detailed like a Pokemon camp where you can play with your Pokemon, a much more robust character customization system, a curry rice mode where you can customize curry dishes and eat them with your Pokemon and save them in your curry decks. They talked a lot about curry. It was curry? Yeah. What was the reasoning behind that? It's just something they wanted to focus on? Uh, I don't know. Somebody in Twitter just got one of those pig Pokemon and just put it next to a picture of the curry. I saw that too. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Well done, Internet. Somebody really liked Curry over at Game Freak. Was that all the Pokemon uh, news? There was a couple new Pokemon announcements as far as like the Teapot one, and there's a couple new ones, but yeah. Try to look for your uh, Japanese one here. Yeah, because we're almost done with this, believe it or not. Um, Animal Crossing New Horizons got a similar update with details on the game's crafting mode where you can collect raw materials around the island, craft tools, use those tools to get more craftables, and so forth. Your Nook phone. And the Nook phone, as yeah. uh, Michael mentioned. I, mean, the, I never the realized bullshit. that the Tim Cook, Tom Nook thing until I thought about it for a second. So. That's actually well done, sir. Yeah. It's like, wait a minute, hold on. Yeah, because the Japanese one got a lot of, they got a lot of good shit, man. Mm-hmm. We got a, tra- well, we got the Trials of Mana uh, update video. That was next up on the news. Oh, was it? Yep. Oh, huzzah. Because that came pretty early in the direct. Chris Coley, you got your shit out of work. Hey, we're just happy he's doing God's work and putting it together. He is putting it together. Because we're not journalists. We're just giving you our takes mm-hmm. on what we are doing. Okay. And Obra Dinn's also coming out. So that's our four more things, and then we'll switch to you. Uh, Return yeah, of the, do your thing. Return of the Obra Dinn, which uh, me and Michael have been wanting to get on PC, is uh, coming to the Switch this fall. I think it's coming to other stuff, too. Which PS4 and Xbox as well. Yeah, that's what I'll get on PS4 uh, or Xbox. Rogue Company, a new team-based shooter from High res Studios, is coming to Switch. So I'm sure we'll be able to play this at DreamHack. Cesar, what do you think? Yeah. High res. Studios here. Yeah. And that's also coming to all consoles. Very cool. You going to try to make DreamHack this year? 
Probably not, no. No? That was really so sound, much fun. That doesn't really sound like my bag. It was so much fun. <laughs> so, are you down for going back? Yeah. Okay. Do some canvassing. We got t-shirts it's, now. It's right It's right up the street. Um, Tetris 99 is getting a nude mode called nude mode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving along. Uh, right. Tetris 99 is getting a new mode called Invictus for the absolute best of the best players. There's also a two-player versus CPU mode that will be paid DLC. And they mentioned that a packaged version of the game is coming out. I got that in last Friday. Uh, the last bit on here on Chris Kohler's wrap-up is another Damon X Machina demo launches. Uh, it includes four-player local co-op, and you get to play the beginning of the game, and just like Dragon Quest Eleven, Is which, that out? Yes, it's already out. Oh, I need to download that. And Dragon Quest Eleven, just like Dragon Quest Eleven, it will let you carry your progress over to the main game. I love when they do stuff like this. I didn't pay attention. Mm -hmm. I need to download that. So I downloaded the first demo. Apparently nobody liked it. It was garbage. I liked it. You liked it? Yeah. Okay, I talked this, about it on the podcast. They said fine. this is way improved. Oh, well, I thought the first one was fine. Michael is literally fishing his Switch out right now to download yeah. this. Yeah. That's pure excitement. That, that way it's it's there when I get home and I can actually try it for a good bit. Pure excitement. I liked the first one. I hope they didn't fuck it up too much. <laughs> It's like all you bitches just wanted to complain, and now it's awful. Now look what you did to us. Oh, I gotta redo my uh, internet here. All right, uh, Cesar, give us a go. Catch us up on the Japanese show, please, sir. Give us a go. The show. Uh, the couple extras they had on there were mostly visual novels, actually. Believe it or not. Uh, I know that's uh, up your alley. Kowloon Yuma Gakenki Origin of Adventure is a remake of the 2004 release school romance juvenile adventure RPG for Switch. Wow, that's a hell of a category. <laughs> Yep. It will launch in spring 2020 in Japan. Players can choose. This is all from Jimatsu. Or Gimatsu. Okay. Players can choose from nine emotions to communicate with the game's individual characters. Depending on the chosen emotions, your relationships with the character will evolve. Sometimes they will become an ally that adventures with you, while other times they will influence the story that follows. Many challenges and tough enemies await in the historic ruins and in order to f fully clear the runes, you must solve all his mysteries while alternating between school parts and dungeon parts. Does that sound like a good title to you? You play a lot in this genre? Uh, yeah, I mean, I would play anyways. You throw a visual novel at the end of it. Gotcha. So. Oh, uh, then they also announced... Wait for it. They announced... These are remakes, actually. Uh, the Famcom, Tentai, Club 1, and 2 remakes for Switch. I saw that news bit, but I don't know what those are. This was uh, Phoenix Wright before Phoenix Wright. Okay. Existed. These cool. are like detective, detective uh, visual novels. Uh, and this is also done by Mages, uh, the same group of people who did uh, Steins Gate. So uh, Nintendo Mages have announced remakes for the Famkai Tentai Club Ketai Kokaishi and the Famco Tentai Club Yushiro no Taitsu Shoujo for Switch. Both titles are due out in 2020 Japan. Uh, Ketai Kokaishi is an adventure game that first launched for a family computer disc system in April 1988 in Japan. Oh, a disc system and, game. And the sequel followed in May 1989. The Nintendo development staff who worked on the original titles are supervising mages and creating a Famicom Tentai Club that can be enjoyed as a modern adventure game while not damaging the flavor of the original games. The graphics and background music are being completely redone and dialogue scenes are fully voiced. Have we ever gotten any games in that series? Negative. That, that stayed in Japan. That stayed in Japan. Okay. Uh, then we got uh, Michael's announcement that uh, Dragon Quest 1, 2, and 3 was coming to Switch. Yay! So you've already uh, pressed A to import? I'm going to press A to punch you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> That's in Smash Brothers, sir. Let's yeah. settle it in Smash. 
Oh, I'll kick your ass and smash. You probably will. I'm pretty sure I would. Not to sound cocky, but... <laughs> Games, uh, hours played, sir. It yeah. speaks for itself. Even though you, it says you just played it a couple days ago. Yeah, I just, just started it. <laughs> Noob. What else, Cesar? Uh, Brigadine, The Legend of the Runeseer. That was in ours, Which, uh, wasn't it? No. Oh, damn. Uh, but it is coming over to America. They announced on the the website that it is coming to uh, worldwide. Okay, cool. Uh, it's not a sequel to the original Brigadine, which me and you both own on the PlayStation. It's yep. a reboot. So it's, uh, a, whole, it's one, a whole new game? It's a whole new game. A whole new studio. Oh, well, not a whole new studio. They took in some key developers from uh, the original studio. So what's the reason behind bringing back Brigandine? Maybe just have a license and just want to move, bring it back? Just yeah, use it something for to do with hat. Some company called Happy Net. They had uh, a lot of announcements. Happy Net. Okay. Yeah, I've never heard of them before. Okay. My biggest one that I'm actually excited about is we're getting the Moon Remix RPG over here. Which I wish they would announce it on there, but this is done by, uh, uh, I think they're called Onion Games. Yeah. See, I got confused on this one. I thought it was something else. I thought it was that DS uh, first-person shooter. That's exactly what I was thinking. Of. Was it really? <laughs> when you said Moon, that's exactly what I yeah. thought of. A new games, a new games will release did, the moon, the, the call classic RPG that first launched for the original PlayStation in October 1997 for Switch via the Nintendo eShop October 10th in Japan, and a later date worldwide. The company announced. What kind of game is this? A long, all right, this is what it's about. A long, long time ago, under the silvery light of a full moon, the legendary anti-RPG moon was released in Japan. <laughs> now, 22 years later, revived by a team of its original creators find out why it became an instant cult classic as Moon comes to Nintendo Switch in English for the first time ever. What is Moon? Have you ever played an RPG and wondered why is it okay that the hero's breaking into houses and stealing items from people's drawers? Okay. Why is it okay that this hero's killing thousands of innocent monsters? Moon is a game about turning those tropes upside down and seeing what really happens behind the scenes in your favorite RPG video games. That actually sounds cool. Okay, yeah. Uh, I wasn't following until you started with that. Cesar, do you think you would survive an anti-RPG Moon if it, if it came... If it came up and cast you in its glow, I would just yeah sure. I would take that as a negative. I would just do what I do when I'm ready to give up on something. It's like I'm just gonna lay there and go to sleep. <laughs> um, the story of Moon is that's let me see if it says the same thing. Yeah, one night under the silvery light of a full moon, a young boy suddenly sucked through his TV into a video game, Persona. a classic classic JRPG called Moon World. Falling closely behind the game's brave hero, the boy begins his own journey to recover the world's missing moonlight by collecting love. As Moon's world hero loots, levels up by cutting down monsters for experience points. You know, as heroes do, the boy releases their souls and collects their love. Moon is not a game where you'll fight to level up. You, your own progress comes by gathering lost love. As you explore the world, you'll meet a crazy cast of weird and wonderful NPCs, observe their strange habits and daily routines by visiting them, at different times and days of the week and learn their secrets to uncover even more lost love. That actually sounds by, cool. It does. It's made by the same uh, studio that did uh, Chula up on PS2. Okay. I think that's the, only, that's the only game we got from them over here, officially. The EB Games exclusive that we sold for 20 bucks and now it's worth like 500000 Which one? Chula. Ch Chula. It's expensive, isn't it? Yeah, it's like kissing RPG. Mm -hmm. they, they do uh, weird RPGs. I think it came out on Valentine's Day, as a matter of fact. I remember selling mm -hmm. it. Yeah. All right, is that it for uh, the Japanese Direct? Um, For whatever reason, they decided to let everybody know the Devil May Cry 2 was coming. And <laughs> I called that shit, too. I was like, they're going to release them all separately. 
The, the last thing I see on here is uh, Momotaro Densu Showai Hisai Riwai Mo Tenbai announced for Switch, which of just course, looks like a 2D rolls off the tongue. train simulator. Oh, yeah, I saw that, too. I've got one for and, 64 uh, we need to play it with. It looks super exciting before you knew it was a train simulator. If you look at that trailer, it's like, wow, what is this? They're really selling you It's like, oh, hold on, okay, never mind. They love uh, train simulators, man. Then a Kotoba No Puzzle Moji Piton Encore announced for Switch, which is a looks like a weird puzzle game that I've never seen before. Cool. Uh, and I think that concludes everything that was announced in the Japanese Switch one that we didn't get. Outside of uh, what Michael mentioned earlier, which was the Knives Out. And I think they snuck in... No, that was it. Yeah. That was a busy direct. It was a lot of stuff. I feel like it was uh, more information than even E3. It's kind of funny how the other... Well, it's not even major companies anymore. We're totally going away from the major uh, event shows and things like that. Like Gamescom brought us some stuff, but it wasn't really these big bombshell announcements like the 45-minute direct, you know? Yeah, very true. Uh, Nintendo was holding back some stuff because a couple days after that, they showed off a brand new peripheral. They're teasing this ring-looking thing. Did you guys watch the video? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw. So, are you checked it out? Uh, Sure. Um, I watched uh, whatever they were doing on that screen. It's just a teaser. We don't know what it is. But they were interacting with this weird plastic ring and doing different activities with it. Um... Who is this? Chris Plante with uh, Polygon sums it up. He says, The video cuts between groups of friends in various major cities across the world. In each setting, one player uses the device, a large ring with two Switch controllers strapped on its side, to perform physical activities. They run in place, do yoga, lay on their backs, and kick their feet in the air as their friends cheer. Uh, it seemed very Wii Fit-esque to me. What do you guys think? It, yeah, I don't know. It looked like it, an exercise thing. It looked like some it, shit that I'm just like, what? It looks like one of those stretch bands I see at the gym every day. There you go. It might be your game in Wario, Michael. Uh, maybe. I mean, I'm not going to dismiss it completely, but I'm not going to pretend my eyes didn't roll a little bit when I saw it. So. Hey, man, they do weird shit and uh, we fit. I mean, so you know, like some, sometimes it's fine. Like I say, I'm not going to poo all over anything quite yet. Until you see what it does. So that full video is coming out September 12th is when they're going to announce it, announce it. Which is uh, the day Tokyo Game Show starts, I believe. Okay, so you think they'll do the full unveiling there? Yeah, it seems appropriate. Mm -hmm. Why not? I'm curious if this is going to end up with the fate of Labo. I mean, we don't even know what it is yet, so it's just pure speculation. But Labo has been as low as like $15, $20 some places. Mm -hmm. uh, I checked it at Walmart today because the, the price said 70 And I think that's the MSRP, sixty nine ninety nine. And uh, I scanned it, and it came up 40 bucks. So at the very worst, you can get it for 40 bucks at Walmart. And that's the robot and the variety kit. So, And it, it's strange that this video showed the detached Joy-Cons, and they're about to announce, you know, or they've announced, they're about to release a console where you cannot remove the Joy-Cons. That's true. So, but there's already, how many systems have they sold so far? Is it? Do we have a number? It's in oh, the 20s, you didn't right? Put, you didn't put that in the news, did you? The uh, the uh, new Joy-Cons patent or whatever? Uh-uh. I didn't see that one. Uh, so they're like uh, Joy-Cons that have a pivot to them. Um, oh, yeah, you bend down the yeah, axis. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, yeah. yeah, so I wonder what... What would that be used for? Maybe comfort? I don't know. So it looks like the existing Joy-Con, but you can almost like break it in half and bend 
the mm-hmm. top half of it down. So how did the other side work? It did the exact same thing? I guess. I don't know. Like I say, it's kind of... It's all new. But then you'd be holding... Like, the way you hold the controller, well, I mean, your you screen just, would have an angle. I don't know. That could be comfortable. Yeah, I'm not really sure. We will probably find out about that on the same day. What do you think? I don't yeah. know. Oh, God. It's playing this exercise video. Listeners... It's the only way to, it's the only way to stop the Joy-Con drift. <laughs> to break it in half? Was this train break it before it break yourself? Listeners, go check out this teaser video. It is wicked, and it does not give them away much of anything. Um, who's still playing Days Gone besides Cesar adding it to his collection? Uh, I don't know. It keeps updating every week with 15 gigs, and it's <laughs> Jesus, very uh, irritating sometimes. You need to take that one off of auto update, sir. I have auto update off because very soon you're going to get a new game plus next week. As a matter of fact. It's going to add two difficulty settings, hard two and survival two, and it's going to come with trophies. Hard two? <laughs> it's harder? I didn't play Days Gone. I don't know what this... Uh... Die Harder? Yeah, uh, that's, that's exactly what I was thinking. Uh, this Polygon article goes on to note, for fans of the soundtrack, a vinyl album goes up for pre-order via Mondo on September 11th. The album features 25 of the game's tracks. 20 of them by composer Nathan Whitehead and comes on multiple 180 gram colored discs. Cesar, your cousin was a big fan of uh, Days Gone. He wrote into the show so we could read something about it. He's still playing it or have you run the New Game Plus thing by him? See what his thoughts are? Uh, I'll have to ask him to see. Okay. See if he's interested. I mean, I, I, it's on my list of games to get to eventually, so. It's on my game. I dropped. Did you game pass that one or game fly that one? Uh, I can't remember if I did that or bought it. I'm not really sure. But I remember I, just, I had it for a while, and I was just like, this is not for me, and then I moved on. So, I just remember that we got to do, what, 35 hours before it gets good? <laughs> yeah, That's pass. the ticket. Pass. Yep, and then you beat it at 40. I think that's what the guy said. <laughs> <laughs> the the five-hour yeah, payoff. Not, yeah. Not worth it. I love that on Twitter. Everybody's like, holy shit, this game's actually very good. <laughs> All right, uh, this is unfortunate news. Ikumi Nakamura, um, kind of the darling of E3 this past year, is leaving Bethesda, and she was the director of Ghost War, Ghostwire Tokyo, which kind of stole the show. That is disappointing. She's the creative director, art director, and senior concept artist at Tango Gameworks. Ah. So what you're saying is Evil Within 3 is looking... Less and less like a possibility right now. Uh, everybody was hyped about this Ghostwire game. I think it looks amazing. <laughs> yeah, it does look awesome. Uh, she said on Twitter, after nine years as creative director and art director at Tango and Zenimax, I felt here's one of one of ends of the journeys. Contact me if anyone wants to work with me. Uh, she, of course, worked on Okami, Bayonetta, and Resident Evil 2. This is unfortunate. Mm. I'm sure somebody will scoop her up pretty easily. Do you think that's going to affect that game? Because, uh, I mean, she was part of the big pitch of showing off that game. I, I think the trailer would have been one thing, but it was her enthusiasm at E3 that, that really got everybody psyched for it, you know? I, mean, I think uh, I think she left because she probably had, um, they probably told her to go in a direction she didn't want to go. Mm. Maybe. We did just see a teaser. There wasn't a whole lot of gameplay in that trailer we mm-hmm. saw, right? Yeah, it was just kind of a proof of concept thing. They may have... Not allowed her to go the path she wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Hey, she's I made mean, a name for herself though, and she's got the pedigree and the and the the portfolio to go mm-hmm. off. 
and do whatever she, was, she wants. She was supposed to be the director for Evil Within 2. And she wasn't? Yeah. Maybe this game was a consolation of some sort and they didn't expect it to, to be the big take that it was? I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see. But the way the way that she kind of posted stuff on it, she posted some more information on her LinkedIn account, too. It just sounded like uh, she wanted to do her own thing. Yeah. Because I saw Tango respond and said that she decided to leave and then the game was still on track. Yeah. Look uh, forward to it. Bethesda's quote says, We can confirm that Nakamura-san has decided to leave Tango and we wish her the best of luck in whatever's next for her. Tango continues to be led by the legendary Shinji Mikami and his talented team in the development of Ghostwire Tokyo. We look forward to sharing more on what they're creating in the coming months. We shall see. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's still plenty of talent there, so... Yep. I don't think the game's in any sort of jeopardy. And she's not going anywhere. I mean, she's not... She's in the industry. She's <laughs> I not, like, she's she's not going to disappear. Yeah. She's not going to disappear. She's yeah, obviously nah. going somewhere else. Yeah. Um, last bit of news. Reggie fils is back in an educator position. He's headed to Ithaca, New York, where he will be teaching at Cornell, which is where he graduated. Okay. From in 1983. All right. He, he was not. He was not going to go back to uh, Pizza Hut. <laughs> or uh, where was it? He Virgin, I think. Yeah, Virgin Mobile. Yeah. He helped uh, resurrect VH1 <laughs> pop-up video. Uh, he'll be teaching at Cornell University's Dyson School of Applied Economics and Management. This is according to Polygon. I think he's going to end all his classes with, that's all the time that I've got. I've got to get back now. <laughs> I hope uh, one and of the lessons. The Animal Crossing on the Wii U or something like that. I hope one of the lessons <laughs> is just him. Remember the puppet of him and Miyamoto yes, uh, and Iwata-san? Uh, so it's cool that he's doing something else. Yeah, he doesn't really seem like the person to want to idle. He always seemed uh, full of energy, so. Yeah. It's gonna be a fun. Uh, that'll be a fun instructor to have, right, Reggie? Mm -hmm. something? I don't know, man. Class doesn't sound fun with anybody, so. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. How quickly is a student gonna tell him that their body is ready? First day, guaranteed. <laughs> Before the uh, class starts. I don't know. It's Cornell. Somebody might be like, "What the fuck's a video game? I've been studying all my life." <laughs> this guy's name is Reggie. He doesn't sound very professional. He's about kicking ass and making games. I mean, lecturing, grading papers, <laughs> grading papers. <laughs> Kicking ass and grading papers. All right, that's it in news. Anything else you guys want to add before we go to games playing? Uh, no. Who wants to start us off? Uh, well, we're going to end on gears. We've already we're definitely going to end on gears. We've determined this. I'll start us off. I did last week. Uh, Russell and I wrapped up our playthrough of Gears of War 4. We did that on Monday. We played all the way through. Um, so sorry, you and I beat this when it came out. I didn't remember like I remember what the ending was like I don't remember like the lead up to it just ending like it it basically just comes to an end and, and stops uh -huh. yeah because you see the the medallion at the end and it lets the audience know yeah I mean you know what's going on but the other players in the game don't know like the characters in the game yeah. are not 100 sure skip ahead 15 seconds if you're playing through gears 4 and preparation gears 5 but you finally get to Kate's mom Reyna she's been absorbed into the hive of the swarm and you cut her out, and she gives you the medallion with the locust symbol on the back. But it almost like leading up to that story bit, like the final boss, that tentacle thing that would like throw its tentacles up in the air, and you had to shoot those out. I like um, just don't care. <laughs> tentacles yep. in the air, it like I just don't care. care. It didn't give a shit, and it would shoot those. Uh, it would shoot those things at you, the hundred foot robot death things. 
Oh, God, yeah. But part of, I guess part of that, like, I like from Gears 1, you had General Rom, who you feared, like, the whole game. Like, you saw what he was capable of, and, like, there was a culmination to that final boss battle. And the boss at the end of Gears 4 was, like, this creature that you had never even seen before. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't wholly relevant. You <laughs> know what I mean? it was insanely, you know scripted on how you beat him too it was not yeah almost a a video gamey okay here's the four things up in the air shoot the glowy bits and then Mm -hmm. he was not difficult at all it's like a it's like a fucking rpg boss where they just randomly throw somebody at the end of the game and like i was a villain the whole time yeah yeah you talked about (laughs) you've only met me for this final battle here i am i'm the secret boss i'm andros you thought you were gonna fight general scales but it's just me (laughs) (laughs) at least that's like a franchise villain though it's not it's not like some rando true so uh, Russell and I wrapped up Gears of War four. He seemed to really enjoy it. Um, had he never played it before? No, he never played the campaign. Oh wow! Yeah, okay. Because we went into the campaign. We had played in preparation to Gears four. Um, myself, Russell, Cesar, and friend of the show Dale had played through Gears of War one through three. Mm. Prep in preparation for it. Cesar, we had never beat three before, so that was a first for us. Dale and Russell had played through it. Sadly, I don't remember much of 3. Uh, that's when he slept through some of the missions. I didn't remember a bit of 3, actually, <laughs> until I played it recently myself. Okay, so we'll get to it later, but there's bits of 5 that Cesar is recognizing from... There's bits of 3 that Cesar is recognizing in 5 mm. and reminding him of the story, and I'm like, whoa, I don't remember okay. that at all. Yeah. I kind of wish I'd played 3 again. 3 looked good, man. 3 played amazingly. It still plays amazingly. I don't know. Let me ask Michael. If you remember the the first three games, which one had the the train yard? I thought it was the first game. I know you fought Rom <laughs> on a train at the end. of You the did, first one. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. first game sounds right though. And we were in that new Afira place because he was looking for his uh, Padre, and I think that new that place that we were in five was the same place he was looking for his Padre at. It's mm. where he ran into uh, Neils. He kept. Uh, that's what he kept alluding to, like. Yeah, I've been there go before. Down, go down the tunnel. Yeah, I yeah. Destroyed. Yeah, there's a lot of little the things they they're they're acting like we should know the reference, and some of them I pick mm-hmm. up, and other times I'm like, mm, all right, let me <laughs> let me steer this out of yeah, Gears Five. We started we started five. to tiptoe into Gears Five. Mm. Uh, when I was not playing Gears of War Four, I was playing Gravity Rush. I finally got my, as Michael can attest to, and Cesar saw when he was here. I finally got my entertainment center set up a little bit. It's closer than it has been quite some time, mm-hmm. and. Um, that was kind of one of my test games for PS4. Have y'all ever had a PS4 where the HDMI blips out on you periodically? And I've changed inputs, I've changed cables, I just, it'll go away for like three seconds and then come right back. Is that a sign of a bad HDMI port? Maybe I just need to blow out dust or something? You changed the cord? I changed the cord already. I've only had it blip out on me when I go through one of those, uh, those uh, HDMI uh, splitters. That's what it's going to, but then I took it out of that and went straight to the TV and I had the same thing. Mm. I don't know. I just ended up buying another splitter and it went away. It did? I mm-hmm. haven't had any issues. I specifically got this one because it passes HDR through. Like, I was testing... Mm. I didn't... Michael, you saw me online playing Ratchet and Clank, but I was just kind of running around testing the HDR on there. Mm. Uh, Gravity Rush is one of my favorite games ever. Like, every time I go back to this, I forget how much I, I love this when it came out on Vita. I was so Vita starved for like exclusive titles, you know, after going through that first Uncharted and I had my fun with Little Deviants, but Gravity Rush was like that first big AAA thing that I was super excited for. Uh, maybe Unit 13 was before that. I had a lot of good times with that one. 
unit. But like the music, the graphics, everything, and it's just gorgeous on PS4. Yeah, I have it for PS4 as well. I think I got the PSN one for like eight bucks. It's always on sale, so yeah, yeah, yeah. it's on sale a lot. You should definitely pick it up. Yeah, it's hard to find a physical copy now. You can get the import like Hong Kong one. Mm-hmm. But uh, highly recommend Gravity Rush. The uh, the motion, like the flight that she goes through, it's just fun to me to. And I don't have many of the orbs yet to extend my abilities and all that. But it's so much fun to just like jump up as as Cat and take off in a direction. And the way it animates her flying, she's not elegant like Superman or mm-hmm. uh, like a crackdown well, she, or something. She's not flying. She's falling. Oh, in that she's direction. she's falling in whatever. <laughs> that's true. But her body is just like it's being flung through space and just yeah, the way it animates and all it's that. It's very ragdolly for probably no reason. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, you can kind of pick people up accidentally if they're near you and, and take off with them. Um, the story's the story kind of plays out in this. You know, the game's kind of got a watercolor look to it, but the story plays out in these comic book sequences, mm-hmm. and you can rotate the... It's kind of a nifty touch, I guess. You can rotate the PS4 controller, and it kind of moves the panel of the comic strip. But it's uh, it's overall super well done. It's not a difficult game. It's just fun to collect those orbs and extend your abilities, and the story's good. Like, you're trying to figure out why why Cat's in this place called Hexville, and why she has the, the gravity abilities, and why the cat is following her around. The cat's name is Dusty, by the way. Just, just shout out to know. Dusty. Mm-hmm. So, so are you have fond memories of uh, the rushes of gravity? Yeah, I beat it on Vita. I beat it on PS4. Actually, I platinum it on PS4. Did you? Um, it, it reminds me a lot of, like a Dreamcast game. It does. It honestly does. It's like something that would have came out on Dreamcast. Something Sega would have done. And it's uh, this uh, one was. Go ahead. This one was done by uh, Team Siren, Team Silent, the old Team Silent. Yeah, Silent Hill team. This one kicked off my, my love of uh, Japan Studio. Because I know after I beat this on Vita, I went and tracked down um, Puppeteer on PS3. Oh, yeah. I mean, the missus fell in love with Puppeteer. Puppeteer's good shit. That's a good-ass game. But uh, Gravity Rush 2 is also very good. It gets really weird at the end, though. Mm-hmm. I have Gravity, I that one as well. I have Gravity Rush 2. I haven't played that. Uh, I'm going to try to get through Gravity Rush. I never platinum Gravity Rush because I was never good at the time trials. I think I'm just too haphazard with my flying. Like I'm not precise enough to go quickly enough as they ask. Do you have any you get there. You get there with the abilities. Once you get the ability upgrades, it's easy. That's what does it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I think I, just, I think when I played on Vita, I would try to go through them as I unlocked them. Mm-hmm. So I may do what you suggest, and once I get enough abilities, then go back through them and just kind of tear them up that way. Because she flies faster and longer and all that with those ability increases. Yeah, it actually makes the, doing the mini games fun. I mean, okay. it, you know, going back and doing trophies is a chore because you got to go back and play those parts again. And a lot of times you're like, eh, you want to go on to something else. But I mean, getting those uh, ability upgrades and makes it a lot more enjoyable. I'm gonna do that this time then, because those time trials stay up all the time. There's not like a limit for them, and they're they're lit up on the map, so I can get to them pretty easy. Yeah, most of the ones I'm doing the, I think most of those uh, time trials is just me skidding on the ground yeah. with her, like the rollerblade ones. Uh, the game's separated into like four or five main sections. I'm still at the end of the first one, but I think this one coming up is the like the jazz-infused soundtrack on this island, and uh, the soundtrack to this game. If you haven't played the game, I That's highly recommend one. playing it. But definitely go to a. I think it's the jazz one, like the it's like nightclubby almost. Like it's real. It's a sunset-looking level. Mm-hmm. I may be wrong on this. I'm just remembering from Vita days, Gravity days. Did you play the series at all, Michael? I have played both of them. I didn't get very farther either. No? No. Cesar, um, is Gravity Rush 2 HDR? Do you remember? Or PS4 Pro Enhanced? 
Mm, it could be pro enhanced, but it's uh, it's not HDR. It's not HDR. The first one isn't either, but that that color scheme and everything pops really well. Mm -hmm. So I don't. It's not really. We need to pop in, it. you know, Cooney too. I'll get you the the desert, desert level, and then then you can then you can really test your yep. HDR. Uh, those are my <laughs> games played. I only played games with uh, the letter G. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, <laughs> gaming with G. Yeah. I well, did. Well done. Well done with your three G signal. Three G signal. I did fire up. Uh, I did fire up Gooper Mario World on the uh, Nintendo Switch Online. Count. Yeah, you, no? didn't, you didn't do that. That's kind of <laughs> like one of my. We could probably have a topic of discussion on this, but like, um, soul. I don't know. Home. Just the games that make you feel good, like the games you'll just pop in just to say, "All right, I want to play a game for a little while." Comfort or, food games. Comfort food. That's what there I was trying to come go. up with. Thank you, Michael. Uh, Super Mario World's one of those because I can just play through that first Yoshi's Island mm -hmm. boss, you know, all the way through Ludwig, in like you know, 10 or 15 minutes and, mm -hmm. and have a good time and either test new equipment or like a new service like this and just see how it looks and see how it plays, that kind of thing. Yeah. Like it did not look good upscaled on that TV in my opinion. <laughs> I, maybe I was too close to it, but I do not think it looked very sharp. But I did play that same island on, I think I talked about this last week, correct me if I'm wrong, but I hooked up that little CRT with the, I played some Super Nintendo games on that. I think I did it after the show two weeks ago and I talked about it last week, but I... I popped in like Super Mario World, the Chrono Trigger, and Super Mario Kart, and just fired them up and see how they looked on that CRT. But uh, I won't count Gooper Mario World on the Gooper on the, Mario on the G World games. Style. That's it for me, guys. Until we go to our Gears of War fest, or I'm sorry, it's not even Gears of War anymore. It's just Gears Five. Gears Five fest. Yep. Gears Cinco. Gears Cinco. Cesar's exclusive when he played. Yep. Yeah. Gears Cinco de Mayo. Uh, Who's up next? My, my, mine's only one outside of Gears Cinco. Oh, okay. Uh, I ended up just going all in on uh, Crystar this week. Um, I got bit hard by that game. You talked about that a lot last week. Mm-hmm. Why'd you get bit? It's good. It's uh, just the story is excellent. Um, as you go through and I progress more, I'm getting more people on my team. Uh, you can uh, you can switch them out by using the D-pad. Uh, you're still in purgatory. It seems like the people that join your team is for them to be self-aware. They have to realize their name, uh, like who they used to be in their previous life. Mm. Uh, each one of them has like a different story. And the segment segmented stories, is, it reminds me a lot like a persona where you have to go uh, find all these people's backgrounds and you're battling through. You find these like diaries and you see their uh, silhouette of their story before then. Like one uh, Kokoro where she was a college student and she was a uh, spoiler, so just skip ahead about 15 seconds. She was pregnant uh, with the guy she was seeing in college, and she just had good memories. But it turns out the revenant for that level, and it's like a it's like a dungeon that you get to the end of the level, was the guy she was dating who actually tried to sacrifice her when they were getting uh, sucked into purgatory. Ugh. And oh, everything everything she remembered it didn't Shit happen the way it played out because she thought they were happy, but he's like he was trying to get her to to. to not have the baby and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, that was that was the first one. The next one, the yeah. next one I just finished up was uh, Sin, and she's uh, what she's happens a high school these, student. I don't mean to cut huh? you off. I don't mean to cut you off. What happens to these characters after at the end of these realizations? Like, um, once they realize who they are and they remember their life previously, they sign a contract with uh, like these twin executors of uh, they call them. You become an executor, which is uh, they call themselves demons. Um, it's like Phyllis and Memphis. That's the name of the two characters. And uh, they're able to go in and out of Purgatory after that point. But they have to collect uh, Idia 
for them as part of the deal. And Idia is like a pieces of soul that their souls in purgatory. So the whole point of the way, the whole way the purgatory works, and you have to look at it this way, is that you start at the top layer of purgatory, and it goes all the way down to what they call the gears of purgatory. There's an wow. it's actually grind. It's like gears of purgatory. Okay. Wow. And so the souls go through, and they get grinded up, and they get reincarnated. So the whole reason why is the main character of this game, Ray, she, she accidentally kills her sister Mirai when they're in their soul forms, and they told her, all right, if you become executor and create idea for us will help you revive your sister. They're keeping her sister's body alive. Just, she's got to find her soul. She has to do it within 45 days before it, her soul traverses all the way to the bottom at the end of purgatory and gets reincarnated. Okay. Once she gets reincarnated, she's a whole different person. She doesn't remember her previous life. Hmm. And so there's a lot of segments in there where you have these, they call them remnants, which are like souls in purgatory that are kind of almost self-aware. They know that there's a piece of them missing. Okay. So they they eat other souls trying to become whole. Ah. They, so like, and you'll beat these uh, souls, and then it's like it's similar to like Persona, where you see like that Persona text in the background, and you'll see like their greatest regrets and stuff like that. Like ones like feed me, feed me, or you know I'm sorry, mom and dad. And, um, wow. But like, yeah, I'm, I'm just going through, and she's just trying to save her sister Mirai. So that's all it is. And you're, I've just got the third person in my party right now. It's dark. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, because the third person, to hers was a, uh, she was on a bus, and the bus drove off, uh, like drove off a cliff, and it, she was the only survivor. Like her mother died, and her mother, her parents got got a divorce. So. Damn. One thing after another. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's that. I'm about, I'm about, I'm, I'm like, uh, maybe about twenty hours, in, twenty hours into the game. I'm about halfway through it. Okay, that's on PS4. So, I mean, yeah, PS4 and PC. PC as well. Um, yeah, correct. Uh, it, what it reminds me a lot. The music's pretty good in there. Uh, but it, like gameplay wise, it reminds me a lot of uh, Threads of Fate. That's probably why I think I'm digging it so much because mm -hmm. I was a big fan of Threads of Fate when it came out on PlayStation. Mm -hmm. But it, it is uh, an action RPG like that, similar to that. So. Cool. Things and stuff. That's it for you, sir? Just uh, that and Gear Cinco? Yeah, I mean, I played a little bit of Control, but I didn't get... I mean, most of the time I was like, eh, I want to play Crystar. I just throw it back in there. Yeah. I saw you played uh, a little bit of uh, Final Fantasy VIII as well. Are you far enough into that to, to have any impressions? Uh, enough, enough for me to rejoice that there is a three times X speed for the battle. Yes, thank God. Yeah. I played a little bit of it, too. I'm is this the definitive way idea. to play Final Fantasy VIII? I mean, the, the game, or my opinion of Final Fantasy, that game is broken as fuck. Yeah. Because the, the first thing I did was I got a tent, refined it to Kariga, and just bind it to my HP. And now everybody's at 6,000 HP, so I can just blow through the game now. So <laughs> I do that every time when I start the game. So I'm like, I'm, all, I'm like already OP'd now. Wow. So, And I was like, you can't even draw Kariga until like the second or third disc. So I'm like, you can just refine it for tent. I'm like, you, after that, you just... Just find it to whatever stat you want to increase and just blow through the game. So, huh. you did break it. So you're not using any of the in-game, you know, HP boosts or anything. That game is already broken. And there, yeah. I mean, as long as you get, as long as you get a spell that's uh, high enough, you can just junction it to that that stat and have at it. That's crazy. Yeah. It plays well. Looks good. Uh, they updated the character models. The backgrounds are still the same uh, FMV-ish type. Uh, so it looks a little weird sometimes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Kind of like Final Fantasy IX did. 
Mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, part of this looks awesome. I played a little no. bit of nine on PS4, and that stood out to me. Yeah, that's the same thing here. Okay. Yeah, I think the biggest gripe with nine, nine was that uh, cell phone port. Yeah. I always, I always see people bitch about the text uh, font and all that shit on there. Yeah. This one, I think they just uh, really just touched up the, the character models. So it still has the, the correct text boxes and everything? Yeah, yeah, they didn't touch that. They didn't touch the background either, okay. so... Probably might look better on a smaller screen, maybe. Sounds like the way to play Final Fantasy VIII. It's a way to play it. I look yeah. to see... Uh, I, w- I never could find a definitive answer online if... Because uh, I have Final Fantasy VIII on Steam to mm-hmm. see if it would... Like some games, you just automatically get the newer one, like Bioshock. They sure, gave sure. you the remaster. Yeah. Uh, that is not the case with Final Fantasy VIII if there's other PC players out there. Hmm. It did not do that. Interesting. Yeah. No, it's, I think the first one that you, you bought is the Eidos port, and when they ported it to PC. I think so. It's this whole separate thing. Hmm. So. Well, it is what Keep it is. that in mind. Yeah. All right, Michael, before we get to our Gears Fest. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a couple little short things. I played Final Fantasy VIII, played some Astral Chain, played some Control. Didn't really play too much of any of those, so okay. I'll, I'll update later on those. All right. Uh, the main things I played, and it, even really... One I'll of see these a game of the year on here. Yeah. Uh, so when we were running around yesterday, I stopped by Five Below because you had found those 3DS games, and mm-hmm. I was like, eh, okay, let's see what they got. They had Beast Quest for PS4, and I just wanted, <laughs> I, was, I was just, the curiosity got to me. I gotta look this one up and see if it's that game that I found. Uh, probably if you found it at Five Below as well, so I've seen this before, but I was just like, let's just see. I knew this was a cell phone, uh, a cell phone transfer. Uh, this is transfer. not it. This is not the game I no. found. I'm gonna have to go grab the one I'm found now that i'm thinking of it okay. what is beast quest beast quest is a third person action adventure game it kind of looks like um a fable maybe like a i don't know i don't know i'm trying to think they're wanting to copy fable a little bit but you play as this uh guy named tom which is you know probably the most i don't know epic name that you can kind of come up with for a character but uh, you're visited by this wizard, and this <laughs> this wizard comes along, and he's like, "You uh, need to go, and you need to free the sacred beast." And there's four of them, so he gives you some armor, and he gives you some weapons, and then you just go about your business. And that's really the entire thing he's come up with. Extinction. I have that as well. That's the cheap game I thought as you were talking about earlier. I have that for PS4. Okay. But uh, extinction. I, yeah. Putting the stink in extinction. Extinction is actually not too bad. Better than Beast Quest? Definitely. Um, Which currently has a 33 on Metacritic and a 3 out of 10 from Push Square. There's so far... (laughs) So far you could definitely tell it's a phone game and you could definitely tell they probably just drag and drop the file because it screen tears like a motherfucker. Really? (laughs) Even with boost mode on PS4 Pro. Uh, And and battles are like you enter a battle and then you have to like... Why did you buy this? (laughs) Curiosity. Five bucks, man. Yeah. We've spent way more and played and been way more disappointed. And most of the well, time... I actually have a copy of this. When I bought it with that uh, THQ bundle off the yeah. Humboldt bundle. <laughs> it, it was included with all those those games for 20 bucks. Oh, they God. They threw it yeah. in there. Oh, God. The, the, the entertainment value of laughing at it has... Uh, hey. Is enjoyed. And there is one legitimately funny bit where they're talking. There's like the uh, the wizard at the beginning's talking and uh-huh. he's waving his hands around and this bird flies by and he just smacks the bird out of the air. 
Hey, it was good I was for like, one wow, laugh. That's enough, wow, right? okay, that was pretty pretty funny. And, and the rest of it's laughably bad. Oof, maximum um, games. But yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty rough. But for $5, eh, why not, right? I'm trying to see if it's on any other platforms. It looks like just PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, yeah, I think so. It'll be a definitive edition for the Switch in the near future, you know. <laughs> be- beastier and questier. D- digital only. <laughs> uh, I have a deluxe physical $300 edition. There's a book series called Beast Quest, but maybe that's... No, that's it. There's a 2015 mobile video game based on the book and a 2018 version for Xbox One and PS4. Yeah. It's based off that book series. A new mobile version is under production by Animoca. But the Animoca. The, the lead into it, you're like, oh, hey, Tom. And then he gives you some powers, that, or he gives you, like, some armor, which isn't really armor. It's a outfit that makes you kind of look like Link from Breath of the Wild. Interesting. Yeah. And then you get a sword, and you're like, all right, take off on your adventure. And then you're like, okay. Well, that was <laughs> practically no info. <laughs> it's dangerous to go along, take yeah. this. And then you take a couple steps, and it screen tears really badly Ooh. uh yeah so there's that uh that was more of a curiosity than anything else uh on the note of smash brothers banjo came out so i probably played five or six matches with banjo okay not a ton um what do you think i like him uh his for- forward special move is super op but you can only use it five times uh for per stock so that's okay. uh understandable um, he's okay. I, I, I think he's a very fun character to play, but if you're trying to win, probably not. So Just kind of fun to play through some of the story he's, he's, with or whatever. Yeah, he, he's, he's a fun character to play, and it's nice to see him included. Um, he and she? Is Kazooie a girl? Or are they both male characters? I don't actually know that. I think Kazooie is a girl, Cesar, but Cesar, can you positive. confirm? Correct. Cesar confirms. Yeah. Banjo's a man? You had it, you had it right. Kazooie there we go. Banjo's, Banjo's a guy, Kazooie's a girl. Now, I knew Banjo was a guy. Eyelashes. That's right. That's and right. googly eyes. They all have googly eyes. They Trust were... me, I was I was forced to play 30 hours of a game I didn't beat. <laughs> How did you play 30 hours of it? The game is not that long. The... It was on my most played Xbox list. I was so fucking pissed. Yeah. Twice, wasn't it? Wasn't it on there twice? I don't know. I mean, That's right, you did have one game. game on there twice. It was on twice. It was, Toe Jam was on there twice. Toe Jam and Earl. That's what okay. it was. That's what it was. I love me some Banjo-Kazooie, though, but uh, yeah... Uh, I'm glad he's in Smash Brothers. <laughs> hey, they, uh, Sakurai mentioned on the Direct, he's like, hey, go play Banjo-Kazooie yeah, on Xbox. I'll go play it on Xbox. That yeah. was an interesting note. Yeah. But hey, yeah, I mean, that's your option right now, unless you want to play it on uh, N64, which, to be honest, the Xbox version is so much cleaner so and runs smoother, especially Banjo-Tooie. Banjo-Tooie has huge environments, and the frame rate just chugs on 64. N64, so... Uh, the other game I kind of, well, the other like separate thing I popped in, or, well, just hit play because I have a digital as well. Uh, Witcher 3, Xbox mm. One, I put a ton of hours into, and I thought I was right near the end. I'm like, alright, cool, I'm just gonna, just gonna go ahead and beat this. Like, yep. I'm probably like half an hour away from beating it. Um, the last time I tried it is when it went X-Enhance, which it looks gorgeous now. You can play it in 60 frames with adaptive resolution or 4K at Ooh. 30 frames. Ooh. It's a gorgeous game. Uh, Which one did you pick? I do the 4K with the 4K? lock. With the lock. It's pretty much lock 30. Yeah. So that's fine with me. I prefer that to having the, the frame rate go up and down. Yeah. Um, so I can't, I can't tell adaptive resolution, really. I notice frame rate dips, but resolution spikes and all that, they don't really I would me. prefer a locked 30. Yeah. Uh, locked frame rate in general. So yeah. uh, then, then you know. So, um, 
So it looks way better than I, it did when I initially played. Always a good looking game. But uh, I am not. <laughs> I am not near the end. Nowhere close? Yeah, uh, nowhere close. Like actually. to the main story I or thought DLC or what? The main story. Oh, wow. I haven't even started the DLC. I was like, oh, I'm going to finish the main game and then I'll do the DLC later. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I thought I was right at the end. I did the mission. It kept going. And I'm like, well, how much longer do I got to go? I looked it up. I'm not even done with the second chapter. There's three chapters. Wow. I'm right at the end of the second chapter, mind you. But I thought I was like 98% done. Yeah, I'm like 60% done. Damn. There's way more game to go. So, uh, yeah. It did not take me very long to get back into it. it's a huge game. It is a massive game. And I thought it was going to be a bother to get back into it, but not really. I left my save profile on PS4. Um, I did the Bloody Baron mission, which is like super memorable. That's super early in the game, too. It is. Yeah. And then I was going after somebody in a swamp, and I got sidetracked on a side quest. Quick back bog. Yep. It's the, the frame rate killer right there. Is it really? Yeah. That's what uh, Digital Foundry always... Uh, that's what they test with. <laughs> that's and, what they, uh, yeah, they go there immediately. Go on the Switch version. Yep. Um, I was trying to think, because Cesar and I took off Friday to play Gears at launch and everything. That didn't go so hot. But the, I was trying to think the last time I took a day off to get a release day game and all that, and it was uh, it was The Witcher. Mm-hmm. I took that day off and went and picked it up I at, took that at day Best off Buy well. and, and played the hell out of that game. And I, I, I played that game on PS4 quite a bit too, and the Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'll probably get it again on Switch, but I that's more of a goof-off version. That game looks really rough to me, but... Yeah, whatever. I I'm excited to see it up close. I want to see what it looks like. Looks yeah, like yeah. Running on or running was, on that was, hardware. It was the bear in that trailer that like sold me that it looked like ass though. <laughs> Do you remember the bear? Like has it, they they it was very quick, but I I caught it. Yeah. He has like weird sort of layered fur. And like it's, like uh, mange. It's really he rough just, looking. <laughs> he just has the bear necessities. He does the absolute bear necessities. <laughs> Fantastic. Y'all got me thinking it's like a wireframe bear. Like, it wouldn't even render the whole bear in there. <laughs> like, it's pretty rough. I might have to look it up. But, um, yeah, uh, I've on and off different playing little things. But uh, let's get to the main event here, what, what you all came to listen to. Gears 5 Impressions. Yes. Witcher 3 Impressions. <laughs> Five-year-old game. Yeah, exactly. All right, who's starting on Gears? What's our hot take, immediate hot take? Hot take. I Apparently, like uh, my hot take is Gerot is the Witcher. We still on that? Uh, no, we've moved on to Gear, sir. We've <laughs> moved on to Gear Cinco. We got away from your wireframe bear and Kazooie. I'm going to look up this uh, bear and show you what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. i got to see how it looks. Um, my hot take on Gears is uh, this is probably my favorite Gears game already. Uh, I don't have near as much time in it as I do the other ones. Mm-hmm. But the way the story when you first start off, the story's pretty linear. We're just kind of going through it. Uh, Cesar was honestly bored to start off with. Um, they make you go through that boot camp mission in the beginning. Yeah, that was kind of... It's like, can you not just skip this? Although I mean, they did change the bu- the chainsaw button. The chainsaw. That's the whole purpose of that was to teach you chainsaw is not B. They could have right, just said that. right like, trigger <laughs> to rev up anymore. It has its own dedicated button. It's right bumper, which used to be active reload. I do like that they change active reload There's to where you can bear. do it at any point. That's huge. Mm-hmm. All right, Michael. Yeah, yeah, I like that too. I'll have to find it. Whoop, there it is. There's that frame. Michael's showing me the bear. We have to see the bear real quick. So okay, like, hold on. No, no, keep talking. Keep this, talking. Is not, this is not good audio. Um, so they make you go through that boot camp mission with Dell. And um, Cesar and I can't join co-op until then. Look at this bear's fur when it goes by. Keep talking. I'm watching it in slow mo. <laughs> I can't concentrate on two things. Uh, is this the frame rate of the game? No, no, I have the, I have that video. <laughs> you got it running in a super slow mo, so you could see that because like, it's a super quick flash. 
I'm like, uh, Michael, this game's not playable like yeah, this. Yeah, this is uh, this is running at five frames a second, actually, right I would, ex- right I would now. expect that... Okay, that looks weird. No, no, you'll... you'll look. Uh, he's <laughs> layered. The bear has textures. Layered the textures. bear has layers like a very onion. odd. Uh, so Gears. Gears 5. Yeah. They make you it. go through the boot camp level. And then as you start off, it's kind of like a continuation of 4. So I'm glad that I had just beaten 4 and, and wrapped that up. But they do give as you a recap. I, yeah. Uh, Kate even actually says, like, previously on Gears. Exactly. And it, it catches you up on the lore. So spoilers for anybody who has... I would assume you would be beating four, but you actually don't have to, right? Yeah, you can skip ahead. Would you guys say you could just start five and skip four and watch that whole it, video? It kind of hit all the high points of four in there. It kind of mm-hmm. did. It, it it mentioned who got brought back, and you won't have a certain, maybe affinity for certain characters if you haven't played through it with them. Like, I think a lot of Gears 4 haven't just beat it with Russell is is sewn into the story and the moments and all that with their banter back and forth mm-hmm. as they're going to and from places and as they're trying to coordinate, you know, the horde mode that's built into the story and all that. Yeah, but, I'm, uh, glad we, I, I'm glad I haven't run into that again. Where yeah. the game opens up, and I really love playing this, especially co-op, is the, the open world hub segments, like where mm-hmm. you, when you finally get the skiff and you're able to get around to different places. Mm-hmm. That... I, I've loved this emergent gameplay in like Skyrim, uh, Breath of the Wild, PUBG, and I'm not saying this is on that level of freedom and st- and such, but just the things that you'll stumble into, like the freedom that you have to explore using that skiff. And Cesar figured this out. I had no clue what was happening, but I thought he downloaded a bunch of stuff from the map earlier in the in the game in the story. Mm-hmm. But he was scanning around with the binoculars and tagging the flag and all that. That's what adds it to your map. Oh. So that might help. I did not know that. Yeah. Are you driving or I'm driving. Navigating. Yeah. I'm driving. Okay, so the navigator should be doing that. But he was doing it on our game because no, I was no. driving the skiff. No, Dell's doing nothing. He's standing there talking. Because we thought talking. it was a gun. I was like, what is the what is the person even sitting I there? I thought it was do? a gun too. Yeah. You haven't shot anything, have you No, that's true. No, nope, he never can't. shoots he's, at anything. Doing the binoculars. Yep, that's it. But uh, he's wa- tagging those yellow flags and stuff. I wonder if he's doing that and I'm just not noticing. I don't know. I have to go. Uh, I have to check it out. So the cool part about about that emergent gameplay to me is that you know it's a little side mission and you go up to it and like we've kind of figured out a pattern like not so much a pattern but a certain mission type like we're mm-hmm. after a certain artifact or an upgrade to Jack or something like that. Mm-hmm. Jack the robot. And um, Jack the Robot. Jack the Robot. Jack the Ripper. He's the door ripper. Yep. But uh, it'll give you, it'll kind of tell you a synopsis of, okay, this is part of this mission or this is part of this mission. But once you get inside there, you have no clue what you're going to find. Like, you don't know what the encounter is going to be. Like, one time there was the big Scion type thing in there. Uh, Another time we were were, um, the DBs who are supposed to be, like, reprogrammed to not come after us Mm -hmm. at this point attacked us. And they're trying to figure out why this offshoot of DBs was after us. And they're short. That's our, those engagements are like 10 or 15 minutes, maybe. It's a couple of rounds of enemies. Yeah, they're not. I mean, there's nothing really overly drawn in this game. Uh-uh. It's just uh, kind of figuring out a pattern and strategy of, of navigating the enemies in that area. Yeah, because even the side quest is not that uh, problematic. No. Unless we do something stupid, like I blew myself up with my own grenades or... Good job. That one dude with the hammers just straight takes me out. Cesar was telling me to roll backwards instead of to the side because he gets you if you if you roll to the side. Oh yeah, the fucking warden. The yeah, the takes warden. You out every time. That's right. That's the one I was trying to come up yeah, with. Yeah, well, warden. he takes me out. And then he like, have you seen that death animation yet? No, I haven't. I didn't die with him. He yeah. stabs you with that thing. 
pulls up your body, your body's just hanging there like that, yeah. and then just bashes your head in. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I saw that several times with Dell. It was pretty grisly. Uh, I took him out pretty easily most of the time with a, uh, what are those things called? The, not, the, not the Nasher, but the other one. The other shotgun. The other shotgun? Yeah, the one that the DBs have. The one I, I carry most of the time. I don't pick up any DB weapons. Dude, I, that's like the best. Nope. That's like the best shotgun. I'm straight Nasher and Lancer all Dude, the way Dude, it's through. way better than the Nasher. No, you got that pistol, the Boltock also. Yeah, I'm the a beast. Boltock is good. I'm a beast with the Boltock. There's right. that one map where you have a good headshot view of the drones as they're coming in. I was smashing them with that Boltock. That Boltock, I was hitting them when uh, they're over the ice. I was just, oh, yeah, I was yeah. just using it to make holes. That was a fun element. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, that was a good... There, This game has, in my opinion, it's already had more of those exhilarating set pieces that Gears is known for. In, in Cesar, where'd you figure we're at? Like 50%, 60%? Uh, yeah, we're 46% way through the story. We're still in Act 2. 46%. We've had so many like good engagements and battles and ways we've had to figure out. And there's just a variety that we've encountered I've, I've really enjoyed. The overkill shotgun. Overkill. I don't never pick up the overkill. Dude, the overkill is it's overkill. It's so awesome. Runs out of ammo too quick, but damn, it'll blow your way. All right, I'm a big fan of Gears Five. I want someone else to, yeah, because yeah, I think wax poetically. Okay. We'll see the see the one way we found out is when we started upgrading the Jack's abilities. Because remember, we yep. started doing the concussion freeze, and we can freeze the warden. Yep, and shoot him a couple of times, and he just busted the pieces of the ice. That's awesome. So we kind of yeah, we kind of broke it with Jack's upgrade. It made it way so. Easier. So is that what you're using most mm-hmm. of the time with that? Yeah. And Cesar runs Jack like he's got all these commands that that. Cesar kind of runs with him. Like, I just use Pulse mainly, and the... Pulse is helpful. Pulse is helpful. I think the invisibility is insanely helpful. Because you could just run up behind them, and then they... <laughs> We've used it a couple times, but mostly we just use it in the story bits, you know? We haven't really used oh, it in a tactical advantage. they make you use it for, the, like, the lasers and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, and I use it to, uh, if I see enemies, I'll just put it on, run past them, and then I'll be right up on them with that overkill and just okay. blow them away. That's pretty smart. We might need to start working that in when it works. This is my main complaint with Gears Five. Well, you guys, what do you, what are you enjoying about it, Cesar? Um, it's good. I like it. Uh, <laughs> story's interesting. Uh, it's different. I like it when it opens up and it's more of an open world towards the yeah. center of the game. Yeah. Uh, I do like the side quests on there where you do the different missions, and that's where we get all the Jacks upgrades. So yeah, uh, which now Jack is incredibly overpowered, like you said. <laughs> He's OP as fuck. Um, which he, makes those side missions worth it, because I think it took us like an extra hour and a half to get through all. Well, it took us longer than normal because that uh, it glitched out on us, and we had to re- reboot everything. So I haven't been that doing the side missions. That is a glitchy-ass game. Yeah. We have run into so many game-ending bugs on that game. If if it wasn't a Gears of War title, I think I would have given up. So sorry. I think I would have said, fuck it. So I would have waited now. until they patched <laughs> a lot of that shit out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm considering waiting until it's patched. I mean, I'm sure a patch is coming, like a stability patch in the near future. As Cesar was saying with the jack upgrades, we had we had one firefight that we went through, and it was the I think it was the third of the side missions we had started. See, I haven't so. done a single side mission, so don't. don't okay, okay. It. I, it won't be any. Of the, I won't tell you any of the engagements yeah, yeah. or anything. It's like I've just been going straight through. I'm just trying to get it done with that way. I can play it casually later, but I want to get the story out. But we wrapped it up. We were done with that that bit of side mission lore, mm-hmm. and Jack wouldn't open the box. Like, when you... Wasn't oh, yeah, he, yeah, wasn't yeah, he yeah, stuck yeah. somewhere, Cesar? Like, we even went back to the skiff, and he was just hanging up mid-air. There was an enemy we fought in the air, and he just was hanging up there. He got caught up with whatever the geometry in the air was, uh, okay. and after it blew up, he stayed up there, and there was no way to call him down. Yeah. <laughs> and he and wouldn't respond we, to anything. We left. We left the level. 
and they're like, you got to go back and get that thing we just found. And we went back in there, and he was able to follow us, but it wouldn't open up the safe. Oh, no. Again. The, the option wasn't there, He but he was there with us. Mm. Wow. And I reloaded, I reloaded the save, and it reloaded to when we beat the level, and it still wouldn't do it. So I had to reload back an hour right after the first comm tower. So we did a comm tower, and then we did three side missions. That was the th we did four side missions. We did two. That, of the that was the that was the last side mission. That was the second yep. thing. We did two that of the chopper the ones one. and two of the whatever that one is. The, the bar barrack drills or whatever that shit yep, was. Yep, Derek. The Derek. Derek drills. drills. It's kind of cool because they tied into the earlier gears games. You remember those things that shot them down into the yeah, land yeah, down? Yeah, okay. You you find one of those. Okay. So there's yeah, a lot of callbacks to old gears in there. Yeah, you find that letter from uh, Coltrane in there mm -hmm. from one of the earlier Gears games. So, so that cool. that kind of stuff sprinkled around the map. Like we found a couple of lore bits, but now that I'm thinking about it, the open world part, like when you're navigating around on that skiff, we mentioned that there's no gun on the on the skiff. There's nothing to interact with. There's nothing you, to shoot. Yeah, yeah unless you a... find one of the. Do you wish that area was populated? Like even Ocarina of Time had. It's a almost pointless enemies. to be an open world. You know, why just you know. Yeah, but I, I kind of get they just wanted a showpiece at that point. They did, and no. we're we're using it for navigation anyway, so we're just getting from point A to point B. I'm fine with it because I mean it's the same. It's almost almost kind of like the same thing they did with God of War when you traveled around. I mean there wasn't many enemies you fought true. doing that either. You just kind of enjoyed the scenery and the ride. Okay, very true. And the conver and the conversations that they had. It's the same thing they got on here. So we're Dell and it's very true. Uh, has a conversation. So, I mean it seems like that's what they were going for. You're right. There's big bits of lore in that banter when you're just on the skiff, and I don't mm -hmm. miss anything. Like I'm not looking around for you know engagement. I don't need anything in that open world. I need something to shoot. Yeah, I was just wondering if y'all felt a certain way about it. No, I'm fine. Um, I'm fine with it. Well, it's gorgeous to look at, and it's fun to just. I, I like hitting ramps personally. You said it's gorgeous to look at. I would say this is one of the best looking games I've ever played. There are some moments where it graphically is just dropped. Graphically, it's very impressive. Yeah. Yeah, I've had screen tearing in a couple places. Um, there's one engagement where you're on a turret and there's the swarm is coming from the left and then there's like pouncers and stuff on the right side and if you are zoomed in on the turret about in that you, town yeah yeah I didn't and I, you sweep back I know what you're talking forth. about I didn't have too much of an issue there but it. yeah yeah the, I think the only thing that uh, Richard's missing out on is uh, I'm playing as Kate so I see a lot of stuff that he doesn't see like all her visions oh okay Richard's yeah. like yeah, he's, yeah. Richard's like what's happening you're just sitting there <laughs> Like Dale's just like I'm seeing story bits that you're not seeing. Yeah. So it's kind of cool because I'm not just doing whatever. Dale is actively. Are you playing as Kate in the main? Is that how it forces yeah, you yeah, on single yeah. player? Okay. Yeah, you play as JD, then you play as Kate after. So that. Dale's like discussing. He's discussing the mission, or he's alluding to maybe what's going on with JD or Marcus, and she's just ignoring him, or she's down on her knees with her, you know, her hands in her head and stuff oh, like okay. that. Okay, that's so cool. it is. But I've got. I'm talking to Cesar on chat, obviously, and he's kind of filling me in on what she's seeing. Oh. So I, I was frustrated by it at first, like, what the fuck? I'm missing part of the game. But I think a, a key component of this is that she is going through whatever it is that she's going through. I mean, it doesn't make and, any, it doesn't make any sense for you to see it. So. Right, and I don't know about uh. it. And it's cool that they wrote that into the game. Like it, like I said, it frustrated me at first, but I like that that's there. And, you know, he's describing it to me. Yeah. And I, I can play through his cater. I can go on YouTube and watch those cutscenes. Yeah, you can play but, through it single player. Just like I, it might be worth me playing through a co-op at some point. Yeah. So. But with my character being able to see that from that viewpoint is really cool. Although, yeah, they got to get that glitchy shit under control if I'm going to do it. Oh, my God. Did you see the video <laughs> with the teeth? Did yeah. You see that? I was, when we were downloading that map, mm. I went up to it first and went into it went into first person for me and was stuck. 
Mm. Like, I was going around and zooming in. It was like Call of Duty with gears. That's awesome. Like, I could run and roll, <laughs> but when I rolled, it, it it kept the camera going forward. I just dropped down, and I could see where it would roll. Interesting. But I would look down the scope, and it was like a legit first person. Like, I could play the whole game that way. That and actually luckily, would be kind of awesome if they gave you that option. Yeah, but then I got the nightmare teeth when I stuck up against the wall. That's when yeah, I saw okay. his teeth on the inside. Oh, <laughs> it was God. like something from Assassin's Creed. Uh, was it yeah, Unity? Yeah, Unity. Oh, my yeah. God. It was stuff nightmares are made of. So I only had three glitches. Which is and and one one of them wasn't a problem. Mm-hmm. One of the times, one of the enemies got stuck in the wall, but enough of his body was poking out to where I could still kill him and kill the encounter. Yeah. The second one was the time where I was telling you guys like it. They wanted me to just you know get off, and I'm like, okay, where's this point? Apparently, they have to scan this area, like he was saying. It did not prompt me to scan anything. There's a lot of prompts that I'm just like, uh, okay, Mm -hmm. what is happening? So I reloaded and didn't have a problem then. And the last time is when I stopped playing last night. I was chasing after that dude, and I caught up to him. I'm not spoiling who it is or whatever. I caught up to him, and I'm like, all right, this is it. And he just stood there, and I couldn't do anything to him. Couldn't kill him. He wouldn't talk to me. He got nothing. We're we're, we're the same way because we had the claptrap robot. We got stuck on the... Loading in between doors. I mean, that, then, that's who I was chasing. Yeah, I'm just like. You remember when the right. cry, remember when the cryo dropped down and you walk around and you look at all the stuff in that room mm-hmm. and then you go into that room like that door shuts and this one's supposed to open and you, you go through to the next area. Mm-hmm. We just sat there on this loading screen of death for thirty. It, 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 never, it never saved. It just kept saying it was saving. On okay, saving. checkpoint. That saving. bit with the cryo that the um the one where you have to wait for the it to cut the door open or, or jack the door or whatever. And there's all these uh, locusts that come out that are trying to attack you. You're so, I think you're... S- We're not there yet. No, I'm pretty sure you're there. We're not there yet. Nothing's attacked us in there. Oh, well, whatever. Uh, spoilers then. We're not there yet. There is a... This isn't really spoilers. There is a... Um, you know, like, you have to she use... She just came lo- out of the mine thing. Yeah, this is like right after that. There's, Damn it, Michael. That's fine. Damn it, Cesar. <laughs> There's a, uh, you know how you use this the our fate. electric thing to turn off the, like, frozen bits? I, I already uh, zoned out. I was listening to Darkness, my old friend, in my head. <laughs> anyway. Oh, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> use the electric thing to get out to take the frozen bit away. If you just walk across that frozen bit with the uh, stem thing on, oh, the enemies... Yeah, the enemies just keep running into the frozen bit and practically killing themselves. Because right. they freeze them. So they, don't, they don't stop. We have a way to save some ammo. I mean, you still have to shoot them to shatter them or we'd, whatever. We've but. been killing them with the, uh, dropping them through the ice. That's a pretty cool element. That is an excellent element. Mm-hmm. And then the ice grows back pretty quick. All right, any other accolades or complaints? I like the game a lot. Um, I definitely think it's paced way better than Gears of War 4 is. Like, as far as, like, shit happening and, I don't know. I just kind of felt like in, in Gears of War 4, for the most part, I love the game. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it was kind of, I feel like I'm going through the motions again where this one feels fresh. Cesar mentioned that they, you know, they cut their teeth on that ultimate remake, and then mm-hmm. they played it really safe with four. Yeah. And this is kind of them flexing everything they've learned and making yeah. their own spin. Yeah. And that, I love this gear. It definitely feels like they're they're doing their own thing. I more. love this gears. Yeah, I mean, you knew they were going to go in that direction because it can, it carried on with the story, and the story in this one wasn't like phoned in. Like, oh, we got to figure out some way to make it relevant. It seems like it's a direct continuation of yeah. four. It knew they knew what they were doing. Yeah. They had it planned they out ahead of time. They, they knew they had to ease people in there. So. It's true to the lore. The characters have been great so far. The voice acting is amazing. I love the banter. I love the interaction. The the intrigue of trying to figure out exactly what's going on and what's happened to characters. It's good. 
we had a Carmine that died. This is a this is a complete <laughs> gears game. We're, we're back to the we're back to the status quo on the Carmine. Yep. And this is just a campaign. That's all I've played. We need to try the escape. The three of us, isn't it three person? Mm, I think so. That sounds right. You want to try the escape mode? Well, we can try the escape mode. Is uh, Dave Batista in there yet? <laughs> <laughs> How do I we? Wonder if they give, I wonder if they give us pina coladas. How do we feel about the? Uh, uh, crossovers like with, I'm completely uh, fine. I don't Sarah care. Connor and the Terminator care. and all that. I mean, Terminator's on everything now. I mean, he's in fucking yeah. Mortal Kombat, so yeah. like, it don't matter. He's gonna be in Smash Brothers. He's gonna be the fifth guy. These things aren't crossing over in the campaign, like the lore part of it. I don't give a shit what they put in there. It's for fans. <laughs> Not yet, know? at least. It's oh no! Fucking Terminator's stop, coming no. at you. That's the DLC. That's <laughs> yeah. what we get the add-ons for. Yeah. I kind of hope for stop. some. Do what? I'll just stop playing and pop in Terminator too. <laughs> For Sega CD or Genesis? Nope, just the, the movie. The movie? You're just going to yeah. watch the movie? Yep. All right, that's our Gears wrap-up. We got anything else we want to do? No. We're, we're at our usual hour and 40 minutes. Sounds like a solid episode to me. We're all positive on Gears. Cesar, you want to fire it up after this and see if we can keep going? Yeah, we can. I'm down if you are. Mm-hmm. It's not too late, is it? Oh, God, it's midnight. Yeah, so I probably will play it tomorrow then. <laughs> Manana. All right, we can play mañana. Depends on your schedule. Um, I'm gonna be cooking most of tomorrow, which means downstairs. So I'm not sure about being close to the Xbox. Not until I can do XCloud and stream it. That's to what the, I was about to say. Yeah, stream give, it to give the it porch. Time. Yep. This time next year, we'll be streaming to the porch while I cook. All right, guys, you can find this podcast every Tuesday on iTunes. That's the only place. <laughs> Stitcher. Spotify. Hey. Yeah, Stitcher. Google Play. Overcast. And SoundCloud. And Taco Bell. And Taco Bell. Well done. Epic Game Store exclusive. We're on social media on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Stay tuned to Instagram later tonight or later on this week. Whatever you hear this podcast, it might be Tuesday. Whenever you decide to post it. Uh, Me and Michael did a repair on my Game Boy Advance successfully. And I got some pictures of that we're going to put up. Complete. It is complete. Thank you for walking me through that. It's mostly complete. You're quite knowledgeable. I'm alright, yeah. <laughs> and we did some unadvisable things, and there was a lot of uh, yeah. <laughs> using yeah. blunt instruments to, to got, hammer it got, in. It got done. Hey, it's complete. It works. That's all that matters. Almost committed seppuku a few times. Yes, you did. You yeah. were, that uh, blunt instrument was aimed the wrong direction. Yeah. <laughs> it's the easiest way to do it, man. Uh, is that it? We mentioned all of our shit. Uh, all of the shit uh, is yep. mentioned. Alright. Thank you guys for joining us this week, and we'll catch you next week. Bye. Peace out. Cesar? Adios. <laughs> I don't care about you guys. That's the phone delay. This is a long line. I just had to wait. Michael got here about two hours ago. Yeah, about 8 o'clock. And that SP I busted, I don't know if you can see it from here, and that SP I busted, we rebuilt it with this um, Zelda case. Mm-hmm. And it works. It was good. It's successful. It's the most important part. Yeah. Michael's a guru at uh, SP rebuilding. I am not. <laughs> that is inaccurate. <laughs>